Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you who know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. True Believers, welcome to another issue of Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. Uh, Marilyn. I'm uh, Chewie. Uh, I mean, <laughs> What? I can't, tell was, I can't tell if that was creepy or just more ASMR. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> welcome to Four Color Commentary, right. where we talk about comic no, I books. I like how you know about ASMR, Alan. You what? know that they have videos of that? The that whole like... internet is going crazy about it. I know, it. Yeah, I know you just found out about it, but the rest of us have I known know. for, there's, for a But long there's time. weird ones like, I'm going to open a pack, uh, two packs of Pokemon cards. <laughs> this is from the X and Y Pokemon set. And it has Blastoise on the front. And I feel like this is... Weird. Why you would watch you? Pokemon. It was on an app. So it was on weird, an app that friend much. I, I, try, I tried listening to it, being like, "Oh, the way people describe it. Hey, like you get this like like chill down your spine." And I'm yeah. like, I, I was describing it to you the other day, Ryan, mm-hmm. where I took that first sip of coffee in the morning, and I was like goosebumps everywhere, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, I wonder if that's what it's like." I, I would love that. Just that feeling of like ah. And so I tried to do it, and I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm gonna listen to it, and it's just I. 
I don't know, maybe it doesn't work for me or with sound or something because yeah, I mean, you all have it to does, be human for it to work. For yeah. sure. <laughs> I am I am an unholy beast. That's yeah, true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so welcome to Four Color Commentary. If this is your first time with us, that was a weird way to start. Yep. Uh, but if uh, you are a, a new Four Color Cadet, we salute you. And all you returning cadets, welcome back. Good job bringing friends. Thanks. Um, and if you happen to be listening to us after talking to us at uh, WonderCon, thank you for giving our show a little show, the little show that could a chance. We appreciate it. Um, so before we get into the show, a couple ways you can reach out to us. Uh, easiest way, one big, real easy way, is to visit uh, the website for the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, which we are a part of. I would argue that if the Stuff and Things Podcast Network was the ship, we'd be the big bottom part that holds the whole ship up. <laughs> <laughs> like a sailing ship? Yes. Yeah. Like First thing I thought like to be a honest ship. was a spaceship. Yeah, I'm like, well, so we would be the would we be the the disc or is this would we the be ship the nacelles? Somali or? pirates would board was, and then get more than they bargained for. No, this is one. Hey. That, this is one. I was thinking that, of the Enterprise. Ah, this is one that like traditional pirates. Oh. Would wear. Uh, I'm a more of a fan of the traditional pirate. <laughs> or or would it be like a star destroyer? Okay. <laughs> Anyway, pirates. So you can check us out uh, there if you go to stuffandthingsnetwork.com and click on the four color commentary artwork. You'll be taking to a portal that uh, will uh, make all your wild portal dreams. to another realm. Another realm, the realm Ooh, of reaching out to our show pirates. and subscribing. So you can subscribe on that page, subscribe to us on uh, Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, you can also uh, reach out to us in, on social media such as Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tumblr, Instagram. We have all those there. Uh, and you can also reach out to us individually on Twitter. There's some pictures that you can click on. We'll give you our Twitter handles here in a minute when we go around and introduce ourselves. Um, and you can also uh, listen to any of the episodes right there on the page. There's a player built in. Magic. Boom. Pick a brand new episode or an older episode and listen to it right there. Uh, you can also contact us, too, on the main page. There's a big Contact Us button. Uh, you can click on that and then select our show and write us a little email. Uh, tell us what you think and uh, reach out to us that way. Again, that website, stuffandthingsnetwork.com to do that. Uh, so before we get into the show, we like to uh, treat it Marvel comic style, as good old Stan the Man Lee says. Every comic could be somebody's first comic. So we treat every episode of our show like that, and we like to introduce who we are and uh, what we're going to be doing. Uh, we usually like to break that up as the show goes on to keep it mysterious, but there's four sections of our show and there's four of us so we'll start with uh introducing ourselves alan alphabetically you always go first that's true so who are you and as i always ask and you fail to answer what gives you the right one day i'll have an answer for it my <laughs> name is alan and uh i like uh all sorts of books but mainly my niche is web comics and manga uh so i bring those pretty regularly um you can reach me at twitter at at marginally talented m-r-g-n-l-y talented Alan draws pictures too. He does. He does. You can also find me on the Instagrams where I draw things. Yep. Same username. My name is Chewy, and you can find me on Twitter uh, at Chupacabra, C H E W P A C A B R A. And basically, you should hit me up if you want to talk about comics that are darker and grittier, and they have more like ghost mummy mummy dust like mummies that have just been aged to dust and goat mummy dust no ghost mummy wrapping goats wrapping goats and mummy dust it, it basically wrapping goats yeah. like wrapping goats yeah, like with like a backwards hat you know like that it's like he's Tupac like he's a Word. Looney Tunes character at a shirt you'd buy at Six Flags exactly <laughs> okay that's exactly what I mean Ian yes absolutely thank absolutely. you absolutely it's good to know um, <laughs> basically if it's something that's a little bit darker and more blood and more bone breaking or just amalgam flesh monsters and stuff like that basically if you look at something good word. and you're like man that's metal that's the type of book I want to talk about 
Hi, everybody. My name is Ian. You can follow me on Twitter at, at @irich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. Uh, I tend to bring uh, my niche, like Alan has his for art. My niche is uh, superhero books. Um, so I tend to bring books a lot from the big two, Marvel and DC. I'm looking to change it up a little bit this episode. But uh, I also like anything with a really good story. So even if the art maybe isn't the best, if the story is strong and good, I probably will like the book. How can we reach you on Twitter? I did. I told him that already. Oh, I wasn't paying Your attention. turn, Ryan. <laughs> All right. Ryan, wake up. Oh, Podcast sorry. is on. All right, all right. Hang on, hang on. Do you on. have something you'd like to co- contribute to the class? Chew, can you drop a beat for me, please, real fast? Yo, my name is Ryan, and I'm here to say I like reading comics every day. Comics as art is really cool. Comics as literature, you're not a fool. That's it. No, I don't have any more. I was letting it ride out, I know, bro. I'm sorry. Come on. I should ask you to break it down for wow. me. Wow, okay. That's good. That's Best good. episode ever. That's good. Uh, <laughs> I like science fiction comics and underground <laughs> comics and children friendly comics. Chewie, can you give? Can you? Can you lay me down a beat? Wait, I'm not even. He's, done he's still doing. You can't. I'm on the internet too. Uh, I, 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 whatever. I can, I can help you with Ryan this. Roop is my Twitter username. R Y A N R U P P E. If you want to go on Twitter and reach out to me, tell Ryan, then are you PPE? All what right. did I do? <laughs> you guys. Let's, let's so did I pass the rap audition, Chewie? Dude, no. if UPN was still around, you guys would be hired <laughs> so UPN fast. UPN oh, man, We could be, we could be uh, what was the name of that show about the guys who drove the Cadillac in space? <laughs> I don't know. Are you talking that about Third awesome. Rock from the Sun? No. <laughs> I'm not. Are you talking about Earth Girls or Easy? No, no, it's a television show. I don't know what that is. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to be doing some <laughs> research while you finish introducing the show. Okay, so uh, that is the four of us, uh, and there are four sections of our show, which I'll talk about as we get to them. So section number one, we open the door, and what do we find in the room? We find, here's my issue. So this section, each of us brings an individual comic issue. We all trade them around and read them because we like being on the show, and we don't want to get kicked off. Uh, so we all read them, and we come together and talk about them uh, one at a time. So I believe I am the one who drew the short straw first this week, so I believe I am the one who has to go first. Uh, and the book I brought is a Marvel book, guys. It's Marvel time, so uh, make mine Marvel. And uh, what I'm going to be reading this time uh, to you, not to you, you guys have read it already, uh, is a book by uh, Jeff Loeb, uh, written by Jeff Loeb, art by Tim Sale. Uh, it's one of their uh, Marvel Heroes color series. I don't know if they have an actual name for these, but that's... I think color series is Color series is kind of how I, I refer to them. Uh, we already read one a while ago, uh, the newest one, Captain America White. Uh, this one is uh, with a... I, I have a name, an unofficial name for these series of books. Yeah. The good ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Hey. Um, this one is uh, about a character that's recently had a second season of a popular show on Netflix, uh, which is Daredevil. Uh, this comic is issue one of Daredevil Yellow. Uh, so, brief kind of plot synopsis. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a kind of a retelling, sort of, of uh, Daredevil's origin and how he kind of becomes Daredevil and the events that lead him to uh, put on a mask and go fight some crime. So, what did you guys think of the book? I think uh, a lot like was it Captain America White, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it did a really good job of re-characterizing Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's sort of if you're jumping into Daredevil new or if you have been reading Daredevil for a long time, it's still in the same place where Daredevil is, yes, you get an origin story, but you will also get a lot of motivation and a lot of 
internal feelings that you may not have gotten from previous issues. Like mm-hmm. sort of, hey, here's a whole bunch of issues of characterization from the origin condensed into one book mm-hmm. and done well, as, as Chewie said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I kind of like that it's it's sort of an origin story, but not quite an origin story. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't go into like, it doesn't talk about his powers. It doesn't show us how he got his powers. The powers are just sort of like, oh, well, you know, it's like I can see, but, but, but <laughs> yeah, I can see, but I can't see. Like, like a hint at it. Yeah, and, yeah. Like it's you know. it's more it's more like it just focuses on sort of the human aspect of it and the idea of fairness and and some of the things that are sort of like like really really thoughts, important like concepts that are key to the character yeah, of Daredevil as opposed to the like events that are a key to char- to Daredevil's life. Tent poles. I like, thought you said tent. temples, and I was like, "What?" No, tent but, I, but I think okay. it's interesting that they it focuses like more, like less on important events and more on important motivations, like yeah. you said, or important yeah. feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Um, we went. This is jumping ahead a little bit, but at WonderCon we did uh, like a writing thing with Marv Wolfman, and that was awesome. And he stressed that like every story, everything you read, everything you watch what it is or what it should be at least is about the characters and Mm -hmm. not necessarily about the events. And this is like a prime example of that. You get a really, really good like feel for who Matt is. I feel like you may not still quite have a full handle on foggy yet, you know, but you have the foundation of what you need to know in terms of his interaction with Matt. I think Mm -hmm. that, I think their version of foggy is like, gee, Mr. Murdoch, you sure are a good boxer. Yeah. He's, (laughs) He's very like 1940s paper boy. He's like he's like he's like a a, a fat Archie is what he's like. <laughs> that, that no one finds attractive. <laughs> but he is a would, you, would you say he's a little farchy? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> see, see, Jughead like attacks those cheeseburgers, but at least like you know, it's like oh look, I'm like he he probably runs track or something. He goes out, foggy. Yeah. He but, just no. he just he just goes and law sits school there doesn't and he's law school turd. doesn't offer a lot of. <laughs> Foggy Nelson, a little turd. <laughs> I'm sure the guy who plays him on the Daredevil series. If you go up to him, so so you play a little turd on this Netflix series. I think he's good. I haven't seen yeah. the new ones, but where have I, I, I seen that like guy him. before? Uh, on TV, uh, he was in. The, he, you know what? It's going to blow your mind. What? He was one of the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, there he it was is. One of the Bash Bros. <laughs> there he's it one is. Of the Bash Bros. Yep, yep. There yep. it is. Thank you. It was driving me insane. Nineties. <laughs> Go Ducks. Um, Pizza. Sick. Yeah. Rad. I, I, <laughs> that's my nineties impression. Well, I see. now I'm hungry. So I, I, I really. I really enjoyed that they did it kind of subtly too. Like they didn't go into like, and this is how I got my powers. They didn't talk about like the acid spraying him in the yeah, eyes. There was or no any like of that stuff. strange powers coursing through my veins. Yeah, none of that stuff. It, it more, more, and I like that they a, a lot of the origins we see of Daredevil and his dad like dying and getting killed. He usually is like a, a child. In this one, he's a, yeah. he's older. It's more like this. This makes it more he's almost. An adult. Yeah, well, it's he's like he's like. Slightly older than Peter Parker, yeah. like he's like mm-hmm. just like a almost a twenty something, like or he's like late teens, gonna just gonna go to college soon. Yeah, um, and he's I think in that's college already, or is he in college already? Yeah, oh, he's still late teens in college. college. He's like he's yeah. like late teens, early twenties. So yeah. it's a little bit different than what we've normally seen, which is when it's like he's an eleven year old boy. I think so. it's I think it's interesting. Speaking of age, that um, books like these can keep like the old origin Marvel like nineteen. 
diggity two like you know <laughs> feel to it. Yeah, like when he's the a little 1960s, kid. Sixties, Alan. It's not that far. Away. You, you know what I mean? Like it, it looks a lot older but it, than it modern day. It has a day. real timeless quality. It yeah, does, it does. Like it, it could be the nineteen sixties, but it could be the nineteen forties. And it, it's almost like you know he lived in the fifties, sixties, and then you know ten years later, it's two thousand ten, and yeah. for some reason they it. I don't maybe it's the art style, this like really inky sort of washed out art style, um, which I love, by the way. Um, I don't know if that's what it is, but something ties it all together and it makes it, it that suspension of disbelief is acceptable for yeah. some reason. That time crunch doesn't matter. Well, anymore. it's almost mm-hmm. like it's almost like the and I hate to bring up your favorite island, but it's almost like the Batman animated series that yeah. has a very specific look to it. But it doesn't say this is happening at this point. Like, right. they even have computers in that show. Exactly. But they have a different look to them. So you don't. You know, you don't. It it's this like weird anachronistic period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this weird anachronistic compatibility that goes mm-hmm. on. So exactly. it's like an an anachronism. If that makes sense. Yeah, an anti anachronism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's um, that's New York for you. You know, I mean, like when you look at New York, especially like it, here, you know, we're looking at Hell's Kitchen and stuff. You know, you're looking at the history. You're looking at the old bones of of. A, of an, I mean, mm. I almost said ancient city. It's not an ancient city, but it's, it's so several mythological old city. compared yeah. to the rest of the world, right? Yeah, well, okay. Compared fair. to the rest of the world, no, but in America, it's probably yeah, one of our well, oldest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but it's just it's so storied as mm. a city that it, it sits with those other cities in mm. terms of when people talk about them. You know, it's they'll mention it in the same breath as like Paris and yeah. London. Yeah, and mm. it's like it has that same weight to it. Yeah. I, like I've never lived in New York, but you know, when you look at it on the page here, you have that. And the cool thing is this, with the time capsule feel to it is let's say in that scene where they're studying for, yeah. um, for, for the bar or whatever. Yeah. Let's say he's sitting at a little computer or something like that. It still wouldn't have taken away from like the story and that feel because you're just like, okay, well how come there's not computers and everything else everywhere else? It's like you're in hell's kitchen in New York. It's like, it's just going to feel as college students who are poor anyway. And it's not going to be out of place. It is awesome. It's an interesting point that setting can make time irrelevant. Yeah. It just makes it stand still. It's true. Um, I also like just at the very end there's a little brief nod to like the rest of the Marvel universe that this isn't like I know that sounds silly to say but they do it just subtly like I heard about those Fantastic Four guys and Spider-Man so I thought yeah. why not me and then I, I'm gonna do it I'm yeah. gonna go punch some which guys. is like, great somebody has to do it it's not gonna be them because yeah. the Daredevil TV show which is gonna be everybody's frame of frame of reference for daredevil for the next couple of decades and to be fair it's a really good frame of reference no no it totally character. is but uh, but but that one also does pretty much the same thing we're mm-hmm. like oh they got that guy with the robot suit and the guy with yeah. the big hammer yeah like it's it's you know it's, it makes it's you feel of, really like and i think that's the point is daredevil supposed to feel very ground level yeah mm-hmm. supposed which, to feel like a regular dude and i think the show does a really good job of doing that just by mm-hmm. comparing daredevil to somebody like thor yeah and in the same way this does i mean the majority of fighting that goes on in this book, if there's any, is done in a courtroom or a boxing ring. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, this is not a book about going out and punching dudes. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> and, you know, that's true. It is more of an origin thing. But that, but that being said, I think even if that book had ex- this book had expanded into that realm, it would still be done on a very ground level, like grassroots type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. and for Daredevil, I think that's one of those major tent poles. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about the uh, art in the book? I mean, it's Tim Sale. We Tim already, Sale's I mean, great, but it's interesting having read so much Frank Miller recently because we've read a lot of yeah. Frank Miller. No, I, I, there, there's I a lot the of <laughs> there's a lot of Frank Miller and yeah. Tim Sale. And yeah. the thing, the thing specifically the that good does parts it, of Frank Miller. That the I feel the like. thing that Tim Sale specifically does that reminds me of Frank Miller is 
like the the guys with just huge hands. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the big, other thing is, jaws. is sometimes the faces just look wrong. Like the like sometimes the perspective is just off. Yeah. Like it, but it but it works and you're fine with it. But you're like, well, I feel like his nose, you know, maybe could be lower. Or right. Like, like you look at it and you're just like, well, uh, you know. All how right. how the how the mob boss bad guy looks like a giant gorilla essentially, yeah. but I mean like he like he pushes he pushes the the faces and and yeah. stuff like just on the on the unrealistic side of cartoony which I like, mm-hmm. uh, but but it's it's kind of riding that thin line between sort of caricature and trying to be actual figure drawing. I mm-hmm. totally agree, and I I think that one of the things that caught my eye, the one thing I relate to in this, is the coloring. Because the mm. way that the it's like very it's ink wash watercolor for the most part yeah and uh, but there are times when it looks like a cross between Frank Miller with the silhouettes and the you know the big black splotches yeah combined with almost Alex Ross where it has that very painted sort of uh, medieval like Renaissance style art like this this one right here was the one I was looking at specifically yeah. where he's like in the ring and he's yeah. raising it oh, up the the big splash of, of, of he's got uh, like the gold and the Murdoch, blue behind yeah. him and the bottom right corner is all dark and gray mm-hmm. and it's just like that spread with the way that blends from one corner to another oh yeah it's such a classically composed piece of art classically right composed is a really good way to put it yeah yeah, yeah. like it looks like like you're looking at a Renoir or something. Exactly. It's so good. Comics dude. is art. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I I loved it. I, I love the Frank Millerness um in in Batlin Jack. You know, yeah. like just the way he he just he's just a piece of meat right here. That's <laughs> like he's got like a semi truck under that glove. Yeah. You know, that it is it looks like you throw a baseball at him and it just bounces off. Yeah, <laughs> and I just like, I don't know, maybe it's like the body nerd in me that like studied this at school for like six years in kinesiology or like what, but just this, like that whole scene, it's beautiful, man. Like, I don't know what it is. It just makes you feel. Yeah, I agree. And I think this book is a lot about feelings. Yeah, and I think this book is also like very clearly trying hard to be iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it succeeds. I don't know if it's trying to be iconic so much as it's dealing with icons in a very, in a very good way. I think that that's two ways of saying something very similar. I, th- but well, I yeah, think that there's a fine line, a fine sure, distinction. That's fair. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying, not saying that they're like selling a product. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying but, that. I, I, mean, I think that comic when, book you buy it. I think there are a lot of books that you could say are attempting to be iconic in the mm-hmm. sense that they're taking archetypes and because they think this archetype is slightly different than the other archetype that it's not the same thing. But to be fair, a lot of the a lot of the um Jeff Loeb Tim Sale color series are specifically sort of very iconic. Well, that's where I think the fine line comes in because I yeah. think somebody taking an archetype and twisting it slightly and then saying no, this is completely different uh, okay, versus yeah, somebody taking an archetype, owning it completely and refining it. Mm-hmm. That's where I think that line comes in. And I think this does the latter. Okay, that's fair. Cool. Uh, well, guys, you guys can check out uh, Daredevil Yellow if you like. What did you think? I liked it. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't, say, it. This you didn't say a word about it. So I'm doing better at reading the books I uh, I bring before I read before I bring them. Uh, I have a whole list now. I have well, not a whole list, but I have a, a, a decent little chunk of books uh, that I've been putting down to read for the show, just like the first issues and stuff uh, before I bring them, just to see if I like them. So I read this before um, I, I actually brought it. So I, I I love it. I like it a lot. I love these color series. They're so good. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of wanting to preview them a little bit so that way maybe we can go back. Essentially, when we're getting we have some more first prints material, we can be like, oh, we read the first issue of that. Let's keep going. Let's yeah. read the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I really like it. I like the way it tells Daredevil's or oh, kind of origin, but it's not quite 
it, it's it's everything you guys said. I'm just be repeating myself. But <laughs> no, I, I I did enjoy it, and that's why I brought it. So uh, you guys can uh, check out Daredevil Yellow if you'd like uh, by going uh, online and finding it. It's on Comicsology. You can do that. Uh, as far as individual issues, good luck. You'll be searching for them with me. Uh, but you can uh, also find a trade of it. I believe pretty pretty easily those um. Those are pretty readily available, the, like the Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray, and the Daredevil Yellow. I think Captain America White just got put together at a comic book store. If you're not near one of those, you can order them online or go to a Barnes & Noble. Um, but yeah, uh, you can go ahead and check that out, Daredevil Yellow. Uh, so who is next? Who's next on it's, the shopping it's block? It's me. Ryan, it Ryan. is you. It's me. It's your turn. Uh, so I brought a book called Descender um, that made a splash uh, last year when it started coming out. Actually, almost exactly a year ago. Um, and I really liked it and I think they're onto the second arc now it's written by Jeff Lemire, uh, with, uh, all the art done by Dustin Wynn. Um, he does sort of pencils and inks and watercolors for the book. Uh, and so it's sort of like a, Hey, guess what? It's a science fiction book and there's robots in it. What a surprise. Uh, yeah. Who, who would have thought? Um, but I thought this was a really sort of interesting treatment. We get, it starts with like a lot of background and then we get a, well, here's what's happening now. And uh, I was curious to see what you guys thought. Um, I, I think this book can be summed up in four words. Okay. Dustin Wynn, Jeff Lemire. Like that's all you need to really know to be like, this is a book you need to be reading. This is a book like here's uh, two things. One is I read this book not knowing anything about it. I had seen here. I'd seen Dustin Nguyen kind of like putting up like the cover on, on his Instagram yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. I should read this at some point, but you beat me to it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and so I, there are certain books that I really want to go into not knowing anything about. And there yeah. are some that I'd really rather have a premise before. Mm-hmm. This is one of those ones where I'm really happy that I did not know what it was about going into it. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like the way that it started definitely bled into the way that it ended at least in this first issue mm-hmm. um really well the second thing is the atmosphere created is perfect you know what it's missing though hmm. music yeah so i went on youtube and i looked up <laughs> sci-fi background music and i listened to just like generic sci-fi and background music while reading this like theremins uh more like uh <laughs> like an ondas martinon <laughs> like think think alien but like know, like dun, 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 you, dun, you know it's just, just like this little like blade runner think blade I, runner I, I, there you a go. little part of me wants to imagine that you sitting there being like oh this is great and you're here <laughs> 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 like, yeah, maybe f- maybe like, for our next spooky episode <laughs> Uh, but no, I just like Blade Runner type music, yeah. and this book like came to life in ways that it didn't already do, which was I think really <laughs> mm. really cool. Um, but the the thing that I will say about the art in this book, so I can just get it out there, is I I do do not like watercolors very much. Really, mm. they're generally not done very well enough for me. But this is such good watercolor. Did you notice that restraint? He's gonna say hate, yeah. and then he went. Yeah. I don't like. <laughs> I like that, Alan. But I don't. Then wanna... you met Dustin Wynn, Wynn. Art. <laughs> and then I read uh, this. We have. I have some Dustin Wynn art on the wall. I, yeah, have, right that's I true. have that. I have that awesome Mister Freeze that I don't have room to hang just yet. I have to make room in my room. That's a. It's a great. That's a great, uh, great, great, great. So good. Um. Yeah. I. I really. I really dug the artwork. I think for me, like I know it's a tough call, but if I had to say. Who won between Jeff Lemire and, and Dustin Nguyen? I think Dustin Nguyen in my book yeah. wins in this book because this art is incredible looking. Uh, the story is really good, and I, I like I like the kind of I don't know. It's kind of a weird 
I, I like the idea of like a robot child, like very much like AI, like that, mm. or like the what's, what's the actual name of that story? Was it Super Toys for what yeah, is it Super called? Toys Last All Summer? Yeah, that one. Um, but I, I and I'm actually one of those people who actually likes the movie AI. Oh yeah, me yeah. too. Um, even though I know it's very Spielbergian as opposed to very uh, that's that's a story. Is it Spielbergian? Yes. It is instead of being Kubrickian. Yes, huh, that's cool. <laughs> There's a anyway. I like Kubrick. I feel like this has more of that kind of Kubrick feeling though to it. And I know I shouldn't be comparing a comic to a sci-fi movie, but I, I don't know. I, I like, I like this idea. I like the idea of, um, of just a, a lone boy robot. Who's all, and I like the way they reveal he's a robot, which is in the yeah, most like, which freaked me out. Scary, to be stunning way possible. That yeah. like his pieces are getting like pulled off. Uh, he's like, he's like Drake in that Sprite commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that for some reason still runs at the movies, even oh, though man. it's from like one of his songs way. Back. He's know, getting ready to drop some sick beats, man. I don't know if you know this. Like, he's but running Drake, through the six. <laughs> Guys, new for you heard it first. Drake is a robot powered by Sprite. <laughs> and soon, I think we've all known robot. that for a while. Soon, once our podcast is sponsored by Sprite, we'll all be converted to Drake robots who are powered by Sprite. Drake will be converted 6, to Canadian robots. Yes, oh, through man. the six with uh, with Brian Lee O'Malley as well. Um, but yeah, no, I I've been wanting to read this book for a while, and I was I was happy when Ryan Breck is one of those ones I always see the cover. I'm like, looks like something I like later and then i walk away mm-hmm. <laughs> but now i i know what it's like and i like it um yeah. you know you know what this reminds me a lot of mm. is i've i've started forming a category in my brain of super sci-fi mm-hmm. um which is like the first time we ever read black science mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then i threw low into that category yeah number low and now i'm throwing this in there as well that's good so black science low and descender what are all undertow Undertow as well, yes, absolutely. Undertow goes in that. that. Yeah, it what definitely goes in there. Saga, Saga does not. All right, fair. Most not because it's a bad book, just because I don't think it fits the same. Doesn't have as many robots. Uh, it doesn't fit the same sort of like melancholic. Okay. Like overtones mm-hmm. as those other four books. I think Saga. Well, I mean, we're, we're getting off track here, but I think Saga is more in line with star wars type feel where it's like a space adventure it's more space opera ish yeah but like those other four books that we mentioned are very much more sci-fi like what you think of like i swear i like the word super sci-fi just because they take sci-fi and then they just like take it one step further where it's not just like spaceships and laser guns it's here's a whole fleshed out universe with like intricate working parts well it's like what was that you brought we're talking about yeah a couple weeks ago what's kind of very alien-esque where she's you remember you I would I would say that that would in my personal opinion would approach very closely to the line that I'm that I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. Are we gonna have to throw down a TM on Super (laughs) (laughs) Sci-Fi? Like that's that's a good that's a good one. That's almost that's almost as good as uh, comics as art, comics as literature. Super Sci-Fi. You've contributed. Hey, finally! It only took me how many episodes? Like you have the answer. What gives you the right? You came up with a catchphrase. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna start answering with that. Um, but I feel like anytime you say it, though, we have to like all pause for a second and be like, oh, it's super sci fi. And then we have to go like, shwing, 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 or something like that. Like, <laughs> oh, no, it just has like an, a, like an animated title. Oh, yeah. It just starts piecing itself <laughs> yeah. together with like robot parts. You know, like, like that Transformers movie? Yeah. That's super sci fi. It's transforming. Mm, not at all. <laughs> um, Shut up, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so, Dude, uh, I. I I love the story. Yes. I love the way that it got pieced together. Mm-hmm. You know, they did a very good job at, you say this all the time, Ian, and I, and I love it. And it's based on the, was it the, uh, 
was it Orson Welles that talked about it? Um, uh, back of the Ranch? Yeah, F for Fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, F. yeah, it's the, the name of a doc. It's a really great film documentary if you've never seen it. It's on Hulu if you have a Hulu subscription. It's on there under the uh, Criterion Collection section. Yeah, it's just, it, it does a really good. I think if it, if it did, like, what other books and other stories have done, and that's, hey, let's show you all the stuff with the giant robots, and then be like 10 years later, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we're going to look at the, the boy, or like whatever, it's, it just wouldn't feel like right, but you have that like giant robots, it's heating up its eyes, and mm-hmm. okay, let's well, by the l- end look of at the sleeping child, he's a robot! By the end of it, yeah. you learn where we're going going yeah. forward, and why this little robot boy is important. Exactly. And then in the very end, then we what do we do at the very end of this issue? As a cliffhanger, we put him in peril. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, I, I I mean, Jeff, like we said earlier, Jeff Lemire, Dustin Nguyen, there's, there's no going wrong with this. I love, yeah. by the way, that I can see the watercolor paper texture. Yeah. Oh, man. The tooth of the so paper in there. I love that. And that's, that's the one thing I like about that piece of art that I have is that you could do the same thing. Even though it's a print, he prints it on the same paper, I think. That looks, um, like, that looks like some Arches brand watercolor <laughs> paper. It you very likely him. could he be. Probably, Cold press block, 40, 40 weight. It could be. I think. Posted on his Instagram. <laughs> the thing is, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know, know if I'm do being. Serious I don't do watercolor. I'm I know. Not an art I person. know one brand of watercolor paper. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, where can people check this out? Uh, so, like I said, this came out uh, about a year ago. Uh, you should be able to probably still find uh, individual issues if you are looking for them. Uh, you might they might be reprints, um, but I actually. For sure, they have like one of those image. Hey, you know, first prints or number ones for a dollar. You could find yeah. mm-hmm. the first print for or the first issue for a buck. First trade's ten bucks. Uh, it's in print. It's pretty popular. I think the second trade is coming up on being released at some point this summer. So it's it's ongoing. It's I've been. I'm like five issues behind, but ooh, some stuff happens. <laughs> I tell you what. I hope uh, so. I I I love the fact. I love that it's this super science fiction world where you would expect like everything to be rendered perfectly yes. and super shiny. And it's right. like, and, it, and it's all with watercolor. Everything sort of hints. It's what it actually looks like. And just the, but even then the pencil things. work underneath the watercolor is still like amazing. Yeah. Oh, That's, I love this. I was going to say, and this is what you were saying, Ian, where it's like Dustin wins. <laughs> Dustin wins. Um, <laughs> where I'm the only one that was amused by that. Okay. I get it. He won. Um, where, it's just at the very least, dude, you look at it and I'm not saying he's the first person to ever do this or the only person, but you look at it and it is, you know, instantly it is completely unique to anything else. That's like easily available out there that you don't have to go and dig for or wait for someone to create and and, and stuff. And I think that alone is worth a lot. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, that is that is the book of Ryan. Descender, so, Descender. Get into yes. it. I know. Yes. Uh, so uh, moving forward, I believe Alan, it's your turn. It's my time. Tell us about the book you brought. Uh, so this time I brought a web comic. Hooray! I always like when I bring a webcomic or a manga because it basically validates the thing that I say at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. Because if I say I bring webcomics and manga and then I bring like a Marvel book, I just feel like a schmuck. Why do you think I always... (laughs) I bring webcomics and manga. That's what makes you feel like Today I brought Green Lantern number 273. (laughs) Why do you think I periodically throw in like psychological trauma is also metal and heavy emotions are metal because not everything I bring is blood and guts. (laughs) I mean, there's... I say I like Marvel and DC and I deliver on that almost every time. 
right. Anyway. Take that, America. Anyway, so I brought a webcomic <laughs> that's uh, interesting because it's it's definitely a narrative-based webcomic. It's uh, based as a lot of manga roots um, and is called Ghost Junk Sickness, which I think is one of the coolest names I've ever seen. Um, it was created by Kristen and Laura Lee, uh, who are sisters apparently. And uh, it basically is about two bounty hunters uh, kind of in this futuristic anime world um, after the world has been not destroyed but there's a apocalyptic event mm-hmm. um so if you ever seen trigun <laughs> basically it's trigun but it's, it's like cowboy bebop it's it's, it's yeah. cowboy bebop yes. trigun it's exactly what it is oh man yeah, if you had shown one. this to me in like 2004 i'd have been like this is the best thing in the world. i would be following it to this day i'm sure yeah. um but it's actually relatively new uh it's only the last couple of years i think nice. um so yeah uh what did you guys think Ian specifically, what did you think? Why? Why me specifically? Because I like it when you say things about things I'm pretty sure you don't know what you're talking about and see how <laughs> far far you can dig yourself in. <laughs> All right, let's hear it, Ian. I want to know. Uh, um, I, I I liked it. It uh, <laughs> it 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 jumped around a lot. But I, yeah. Thanks to thanks to thanks to the manga knowledge that you and Ryan have brought us. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you credit there too as well, Alan, because you brought uh, Ryan's brought Brian Ryan introduced it with King City, but you've been keeping it going yeah. with it ever since then. <laughs> thanks. Um but yeah, it, it jumped around a whole heck of a lot and a lot of stuff was just going on. I was like, and then this and I think that's my only complaint with it because I like I like it as a whole, but I feel like story wise it was a lot of and then and then and then I didn't feel like there's a lot of like consequences for actions. It was a lot of setup, 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 which isn't bad, but it's it's a web comic. And how often do they publish this? That's the other thing I like because if it's, it's like it's one of those page at a time type. Yeah, deals, and see so. if it was like that, that makes more sense to me. I think yeah. it's, I think when I read some web comics like this, I always want to know that because in my head, if it's like it's page at a time, that's one thing because it's like okay, what's gonna happen on the next page? What's gonna happen on the next page? Versus. We're releasing this in a huge block, and then we're going to put out some more. So it's kind of different to read it in that format. It, it, it my brain recalculates it differently, um, but I I did like it. Uh, I I really dug the art style. I like the cartoony kind of art. Web, yeah. For lack of a better word, I don't mean this in a negative way. Web comicy, but it's like that kind of cartoony art style that you see a lot in web comics that works really really well and always looks cool. But for some reason, the big two like don't ever give it a chance. It's which very like me out. It's very simplified, almost like not caricature, but like it, it's cartoony, but not in a way that's like it's like oh it's silly. It's it, but it has that kind of like it's it's. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like the anatomy is correct, but it's all simplified. Yes, exactly. I think I get what you're saying because yeah, I really dig the art style too. It reminds me, like a lot of creators, like uh, like Ryan, like Yuka Oda, Mm -hmm. does a lot of stuff like this. Like uh, um, I almost said Radio Maru, Um, Brian Lee O'Malley. (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of like it's like Scott Pilgrim, the Amera manga. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Amera manga kind of thing. That's a good word, Amera manga. Yeah, it's not. Not good. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) One of the things I liked, I liked the art. I agree with you, Ian, that it's very kind of like, let's go. Okay. And now that's happening. Oh, and then, okay. Now this is happening. Yeah. Um, And then, so, I don't know. I I had a lot of trouble following the the talking. It was Um, a a little difficult to kind of be like. And part of it is, is the, like. I, I don't know what it is like I my brain is usually fine with dialects and or you know when when they write somebody with an accent right. phonetically but they didn't really they just had that one character say ah instead of I every time and you're and, I guess like yeah, Y-E-R and right? I was just like 
I don't know. I think the, the kilt was supposed to sell the accent more than the actual writing. I got was. southern more than I got us more I, than I got. I totally thought southern the first time I read it too. Yeah, and 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 then wearing the kilt. Part of it, <laughs> part of it, sometimes felt like, like I couldn't tell, like is this bad writing? Is this translated from another language, or is it purposely seems like it's translated from another language because it's supposed to parody reading manga online? I think that, and and I think it's probably just like bad writing. Like, I think like this a missed, has a missed word yeah. in a sentence or two, yeah. which happens. And and it, that's the other thing is whenever you you bring a webcomic, we always read the very beginning of the webcomic. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Right, yeah. and, and, and and I guess it's interesting to see how it kind of grows from there, and you know how people go, okay, like like it was good when we read, for example, just last time we read we read, we read Lucky Penny, and I felt like such a difference by the end of that versus the beginning, and obviously they went back. You know, we read a part of it that was from the web portion. And then we watched. We actually read the actual, like, completed. Here's a piece of paper. We've gone over this yeah, with a fine tooth comb, and we are happy to put this out and have you give us money for it. Version of it, which you could tell they go back and they take the time and they go, okay, what it, is there anything wrong with what we did before? Like, I, it, I guess I, I, it's more polished, and I like seeing it that was, evolution yeah. of of coming from something that's made kind of with love, and then it comes a thing, and then they go back and they re repolish it, and not in a George Lucas way where we decide to add CGI elephant guys, right? Where or like where a speeder bike is there instead of just I, seeing the land speeder yeah. drive through Mos Eisley. I, I think Sorry, that the the thing that, that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what Ryan said was correct was you know when you start at the beginning of a webcomic, especially one that goes on for a long time, mm -hmm. like this is probably somebody's first comic project. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely, I mean, they, they did head and shoulders above anything I could do at this point with my <laughs> writing ability. So good for them. Good for them. True. You've been awfully quiet. Yeah. I just definitely got caught off guard with the, with the manga or as I like the term Amera manga. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I'm going to throw TM down on that as well. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. That's TM Ryan Roop. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it, it I try to, I'm like, oh, cool, space manga. This is going to be awesome. And um, there's just something about it that was kind of hard to pull me into it. Um, there were parts of it that, that started getting there. I liked um, the whole thing where you kind of have, it's it just, there seemed like there were two points at times. Like, okay, here's this conflict. These people were um, like, let's say po accidentally poaching this other person's bounty. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, okay, now the, the turn at some point is going to be that the, the person whose bounty was being infringed upon is going to offer up a partnership because we want to set that up. I'm like, okay, cool. I like that. Yeah. I like where that goes, but it kind of seemed like it didn't get there as quickly as it should have gotten there or mm. it did, or it didn't take as much time as it should have taken to to get there, right. it kind of seemed a little bit like, Rush. "Hey, don't take my don't take my bounty or whatever." And it's like, "Okay, hey, can we ask for that bounty?" Okay, I guess so. Rather than yeah. the, like, I feel like there needed to be a little bit more of that, like, get lost, like, don't if I ever see you again, you know, that sort of thing. And it's a little like a little discombobulating when the fact that the art is actually so good. And then the writing is just a little. It. it I mean, it, it just needs some time. Yeah, it needs some time to bake, and it needs some time to to, to grow and and kind of discover it, who it is. But but I. But yeah, that art is the art. Like at least for what we've read of it, and it could. I mean, honestly, it could get a lot better. But the art is incredible. Like for for the like the details and the background, they they have definitely read a lot of manga and know what they're trying. The look they're going for. Yeah, I think like, it's that a is established for sure. Yeah. 
And I think, uh, like, from, I mean, I've been reading webcomics since, you know, 2001, 2002, like, when they mm-hmm. were really starting to take off. Um, and I think one thing that you realize is uh, if you like a webcomic, it's because you like the concept of the webcomic. Yeah, and you're 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 reading it as you go, and yes, you'll like really you'll like things about it, and you won't like things about others. But web comics are the long game, like yeah, for longer sure. than anything else, like Spider Man yeah, long game. Um, and so, if you're into that universe, like if somebody were really into this bounty hunter universe, the writing wouldn't be such a big deal. They would be like, "I'm super jazzed on this. I'm just going to keep taking it a page or two at a time, mm-hmm. and then eventually, when it does come to fruition, your brain will put together." like the early version and the and the later version and then create like a cohesive version of that comic. And I think that's what somebody would really latch on to. Mm-hmm. I know I've done that with more than a few comics. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that that's an important thing to keep in mind. But in general, I totally agree with you. It does jump around a whole lot. But that but that art though. Like yeah. for a webcomic. This is high quality. That one guy had four arms. He did. And like anatomically well done four arms yeah. too. Like that's that's not easy to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Alan, where can people check this out? Uh, ghostjunksickness.com. Pretty straight up. Um, as far as updates go, yeah, free. Uh, as far as updates go, I haven't found any, like, anything on the site that says this is when we update. So I can't really tell. Um, bookmark it, check it every so often. I would highly recommend it. Sweet gift. Uh, we read the thing called the prologue apparently. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, and so I would say, yeah, if you want to really reread, just read up to the prologue. And if you want to keep reading, do it. If not, don't. It's free. Who cares? Sweet. Uh, so, uh, Chewy. Yes. You are last. <clears throat> I am last. Please tell us. What is it you brought? <laughs> well, I brought a book. It's I called, dare you to explain this book. <laughs> I brought a book. It's called Plunder. And it is issue one. And it is out on uh, Boom, I think, in collaboration with Arkea. Um, and you also have some very sweetly named, uh, creators written by Swifty Lang, illustrated by Scuds McKinley. Get Swifty. <laughs> Get oh, Swifty. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scuds McKinley, uh, colors by Jason Wordy and letters by Darren Bennett. Those all have to be like pen names because those names are too awesome. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, Jason Wordy, that would have been good if he was a letterer. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm kind a, of disappointing. But maybe that's what leads me to believe it's a, an actual name. That's possible. Alan, I can describe this book in one sentence. Go for it. Somali pirates find Eldritch horror on abandoned submarine. <laughs> Dang yes. it. I was going to be like, that what, was, what, that if was really Cap- good, actually. what if Captain Phillips went really wrong for the Somali pirates? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Look Hanks. at me. Look nope. at me. Nope. I'm the captain now. And Tom Hanks is like, yeah! <laughs> His Legit. head just turns around. Oh man! Like he, he grows just, tentacles and, and they, like but, slime. But, but they still out. have the they still have the guts to put in the in the, in the trailer based on a true story. <laughs> oh man, that would be great. Oh my god! This is Somali pirate. No, Somali pirates at the captain at the ocean of madness. Okay, okay, okay. It's totally that. That's what it is. It's very Lovecraftian. Yeah, it, it is. is. Oh man, it reminded me There's a lot of the thing. The thing on a boat. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that. Oh, it's man. on a boat. It's on a boat. <laughs> I, I really liked the establishment of the characters at the beginning. Yes, I did too. Uh, I, I, I thought like the all of the different pirates were. It was great because because you can you can do if you're gonna do like modern day pirates you can do one of two ways you can do like grim and gritty and and sort of depressing or you can do sort of like outrageous and it seems like they definitely went more the outrageous direction. 
They're like, oh yeah, this guy's face is messed up, and this guy's missing a yeah. hand. Like everybody's got their own weird deformity. Yeah, they're, they have this guy's own. called internet. Yeah. And, well, yeah. honestly, it's it's almost like no, a, I thought it was. I thought it was great. Well, it's almost like a cross from like, like pirates. Somali pirates and and pirate pirates. Well, as I said earlier, the traditional pirate. I was oh, disappointed okay. that the guy without a hand didn't have some sort of. You know, he yeah. probably Hook. does in fighting time. He probably has. I bet you, like three issues from now, he's gonna get like a knife hand, and he's gonna go around stabbing. Dude, people. I don't know if he's <laughs> gonna make it three issues from now. This thing's <laughs> only four issues. Gonna make it. Okay, I, um, one issue from now, he'll, he'll speaking of which, a knife hand. Speaking of which, I just, I think that Chewie, your blood quota has been met for the month. Oh man, <laughs> I think yeah. that I think you can bring in My Little Pony book next time, and you're totally still Do above the line. My Little Pony books have a dupper, a knife going through a person's mouth well, that's the other end. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. Is I think I'm good. I think uh, <laughs> the ones I've read. I think they yeah. did a really good job establishing their characters and having you really, I mean, connect with the one kid. Um, I can't. What was his name? I can't remember. Badoon. Badoon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the whole and you know he's trying to psych himself up. He's like, you know, like take aim, pull the trigger, take aim, pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Chewie, I have a question. Which, by the way, you don't pull the trigger; you squeeze it. All right. Just so you know. I have a question that since you're the one who brought this book yes. and also since you studied a lot of the human body in, in college, does the human body really have this many tubes in it? <laughs> All the tubes. Yeah. So many fleshy red meat tubes. Yeah. Hey, the by body. the way, I don't know if anybody yeah. knows this, but apparently we're all made of spaghetti squash. There's <laughs> yes. a, a thing that nobody knew until Guys, now. I didn't tell you this till now, but I was making some pasta for us to have after the show. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With Italian sausage. And, and, I I de- and I've designed little bowls that look like the insides of people, and that's where you put the pasta. I'm hungry enough it. that I would just eat it. <laughs> Especially if it smelled like garlic. Oh, man. I'm done. Can you so make good. it smell? like inside of sea captain oh, okay yeah well i mean I, yeah I, well, I then did, i then i are, probably they, wouldn't i did boil the the pasta in sea salt uh water so oh, okay <laughs> so yes but man That's yes chewy this works. is i was like all right somali pirates yeah. very chewy i see there's monsters on the front mm-hmm. when we get into the fireworks factory yeah. and then it delivers and it, it absolutely the delivers. It turns into the thing at the very end of this and people are it's not just the thing where everyone's destroyed and there's a monster about these people have gone nuts in some way they're they're yeah. cutting through people's faces uh, it's like, almost like they like and, and this panel right here like hosts and you something. can and you can hear the knife hit the steel floor of the ship yeah. and make a thunk sound yep as it cuts through someone's mouth yep Chewy, <laughs> you've you've meddled the heck out of this, and then you, <laughs> and then you watch as a guy's head gets blown off. Yes. <laughs> By the way, if there's children listening to this right now, don't let might, them read this book. No, no, this is not for kiddies. <laughs> Do not read this no. book. Um, it definitely met the blood and guts, Chewy, It definitely met the metal quota. For, John for, Carpenter's for, Captain Phillips. Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> this is oh, wow. God, that's that's well, it. That's that's H.P. Lovecraft's. There you go. No, it's John John Carpenter's John Carpenter's Captain Captain Phillips based on a novel by H.P. Lovecraft. (laughs) Turned into a Silent Hill video game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. In association with Konami. Yeah. (laughs) Although they don't seem very interested in making Silent Hill games anymore. Looking at you guys. Anyway, um, so yeah, I I, I definitely enjoyed the metal and and body horror version of this. the, The story. Um, I, I what agree with, story? I agree with Ryan. Well, no, I agree with Ryan. I like that each mm. of these people have. I was a little confused on where it was going because I'm mm. like, okay, so I knew it was going to involve some sort of ship, probably, and a monster, but I didn't know it was going to involve Somali pirates, which I thought was an interesting because you don't. You, that's an interesting sect of characters that we don't normally see in this medium. Usually, people have you know tights and and capes. It's, well, you know, like 
Somali pirates, them. I feel like, are one of those things that you don't touch on because they are very, like, they're very sort of, like tragic and complex. Yeah, but they're also really close to being the the closest thing to modern day bad guys in in the media and especially American I guess, media. Yeah, I, would, mm-hmm. I, I could see that. Um, like, I don't want to say ISIS because I feel like that's a over like yeah. that's that's super too much. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of in that realm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. you don't want to make the bad guys seem like good guys too much. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, I think what this does is... What are you talking about? Comics are... Like, the whole thing about comics is making the bad guys seem like good guys. Yeah. Okay, but, like, when it hits that... I mean, Punisher, when they have superpowers, Deadpool. that's one thing. Yeah, fair. And, the, and that's why you have Badoon. That's why you have Badoon. Yeah. yeah. That's really what it is. Because you can clearly see in that last panel where he, like, you know, shoots... He shoots the dude. He shoots the monster dude that's gonna, like, kill... Is, is it going to kill him or is it going to kill someone no, else? No, it's already killed his friend. Yeah. It's already killed his friend. He's coming towards. He's coming towards him, you know. Or he just he just kills it because he knows like that's it's what he has to monster, do. Yeah, that's what he has to do. And then he's just he's crying, holding the smoking gun. I had no choice. I had no choice. I had no choice. And you know the whole time he's the the narrative is like you know I joined these guys you know to get like something better for myself than like the life that he had before and stuff. So. That's how you do the like make the bad guy look good is you pick a character that really doesn't fit and shouldn't be there and you make them kind of go along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like <laughs> like scared straight, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're, like, you're like, <laughs> yes. oh no, what's going to happen? But then, and you also have that reveal with that, with that uh, lady that's just like sitting there by herself, like yeah, on the with, radio. On the yeah. Like all this, because now it's like, okay, well, the whole crew isn't infected dead whatever it still is somebody who's human yeah. there's still people here so like what's going on yeah you know um what'd you think about the art i thought that the art was interesting it's like it's definitely the art is rough and mm-hmm. it, and and i feel like to a certain extent i'm glad that it is in the same way that like when you watch an old hair, hammer horror like it's not in super crisp hd yeah you know it it, it almost fits better that it's sort of like not super realistically rendered these characters because mm-hmm. like we're you know it's 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 you can you can have more fun when you don't have to be concerned with well which muscle is being pulled off of this bone yeah it's yeah. like oh well this is sort guts. of like sort of very <laughs> just a pile of guts sort it's of not Luther's, like, Luther's it's not like there's a liver and and there's some kidneys it's yeah. just like this is guts yeah you know it's just, just just slugs and blood there's just some people <laughs> insides slugs and blood yeah <laughs> contra <laughs> slugs and blood and an understanding of the human anatomy um, <laughs> um so yeah i, I agree I, I like that it's just like just it's horror movie yes it's just it's just like you know, there's no other better way to say it ryan says it and the way he says it too is exactly accurate it's just guts just meat inside of a, a body it doesn't matter there's no there's no yeah. like oh and this is this is so which the, the guy who tries to kill the other guy, the guy was crazy yeah he shouts wagyu beef with <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Beef. he's nuts <laughs> that was oh it's great what I thought was kind of interesting is they did like when they're standing out on the ship and when they're going in the hull and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of like detail in the background. You see oh, a yeah. lot of detail. It's very with, clear. Um, also, they don't have uh, horror movies in Somalia because they're ignoring no, all no, the horror movie of tropes them, of. No, one of them specifically talks about Freddy Krueger and a couple other things. Well, okay, then they didn't pay very close attention. Yeah, that's <laughs> but <laughs> but Ian, even even in horror movies where they have paid close attention, they still end up going down the stairs. No. Yeah, that's why I mean, we're never living. <laughs> No, everyone watches the movies, but no one pays attention to them. There's that one guy. That would be me. 
I'd be the guy who almost yeah. makes that alive, but then almost, dies the last minute. Um, so the pretty, the pretty innocent girl. But then you, you have, um, and, the and, and you have, the, you know, the pinup, the gore pinup, right? Oh, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, super, like lots of detail and lines and stuff. But then you have the panel that I really liked actually was where he's charging him with a knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Wagyu beef panel. Yeah. The Wagyu beef panel. <laughs> because like you look at it and there's not like a crazy amount of detail and a whole lot going on there. There's just like orange background, black speed lines, and he's coming at you yelling, you Wagyu beef. Yeah. That, that's it. That's all you need his, to know. And his face doesn't have lips. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> he does look like, what's his face? Uh, Nemesis from Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I just like that it, it simplifies <laughs> when, you, when you need to simplify. Yeah. I, I, like Ryan, yeah, yeah. I like that Ryan can make scary sounds we didn't know about. That's pretty good. Oh, man, I got kids. It's pretty good. It's the best. <laughs> Just do that at their door in the middle Dad, of the night. Dad, stop making that noise. It's not funny anymore. Now I'm scared. Dude, wait until they wait until the they door. start playing Minecraft and then you can just make the zombie noise <laughs> outside the door. <laughs> um, no, because then you have to deal with them not sleeping. <laughs> so chewy. Nightmares. Where can happen. where can people get this? Where can where can they put their hands physically on this horror? So you can obtain this horror um, by, I, I got it uh, brick and mortar. At, I, I was picking up my comics at Fat Collectibles. I saw it there and I was like, this is called Plunder. This is cool. It's brightly colored also. Like, yeah, this yeah, looks yeah, interesting. That, that Purple and orange. Awesome. Yeah. And when I flipped through it. It's like Ryan's shirt. I just saw like kind of more of like shirt. the first panels or the, the first pages where there's just like humans and being like just a firefight and i'm like yeah. okay and then i you know i was like oh there's more meats and then that's where i got it well but if you look on the cool. very first panel there's a tiny tentacle <coughs> in the corner there's yep. a it's couple like, tentacles hey, throughout hey, the book ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. It's, it's gonna come for you um but it's out on boom it's being distributed by boom at least um I, again i think it might have been originally on archaea and then, uh boom bought archaea ah there you and go. archaea is sort of like boom's like scary ah, now ooh. that's good to, you have a new avenue to go now. down yeah. yeah a new dark alley yeah archaea avenue <laughs> We're um, gonna rock down to so you can have a new. There's a lot of good comics that have been put out by Arcade. Anyway, so you can get it probably digitally, uh, like you know, Comicsology and all it that. Came out like stuff, last yeah. year. Yeah, like. exactly. So, yep, sweet. Well, that is gonna do it for the uh, here's my issue portion of the show. So now we move on to section two, uh, first prints in which section we... two, article one. Yes, clause B, word A, <laughs> the. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. It's a good joke, Alan. It's not, a, it's not good, a good joke. It's a good but joke. No, it wasn't. Let's move forward. When do I have good jokes? When's the uh, when's the open mic night you're doing that stand-up comedy at so I can make sure to invite all of my I friends? did it once in high school and never do it Did again. you really do I an did. open mic stand-up? I did. Oh, we'll have to talk about that off mic. I need to know this story. <laughs> so um, part two of the show we have is called uh, First Prince, in which we read a... Uh, sometimes we read a classic comic issue, a graphic novel, a run... Um, sometimes we'll even read more modern stuff like we chose this time maybe a kind of a more modern graphic novel that a lot of people are talking about or that we feel is something you should read I believe Chewy is the one who actually uh, proposed this uh, first yeah. print for this time this so- was something that a while ago a friend of ours Jacob mm-hmm. um, he, he actually was working at Fat um, and he's just like hey I slipped this in your poll I think you'd like it and I was like cool and I never actually like, read it right away he doesn't work there anymore he works at another shop Comics, Tunes, and Toys but um they, um, I, I just remembered it just popped in my head when we were talking, what are we going to do? And I was like, let's do something different. And boom, there you go, man. So what is the name of this put out by boom? It is. Ah, oh, so many. Uh, it's called mimetic. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, or mimetic. Or I don't know. Mimetic. I, would, I think it would be mimetic. Yeah. Mimetic. Um, it is issue one. Uh, we, we read the whole thing, but it's a three-issue miniseries uh, from Boom Studios uh, by James Tinian IV yeah. and Eric Donovan. James Tinian IV has written a lot of comics. Yes. He writes, for instance, um, Gotham Academy for mm-hmm. DC. Uh, he writes some stuff for Marvel. And he's writing some other stuff too. Yeah, yeah he's we'll also he uh, was actually one of uh, well a friend and also a former student of Scott Snyder um, when uh, Scott Snyder was a teacher. So this guy he's been go. around for for quite some time, quite yeah. some time. Um, but it's an interesting take on really what it is. It's it's a meme. It's a meme. It's about yeah. a meme, and it's that thing on the internet that we all like to say, "Dude, have you seen this?" And it just explores an avenue that that can possibly go down well it's almost like the idea if what if the harmless the the seemingly harmless goofy crap we look at on the internet all the time really wasn't harmless and goofy and not and and a waste of time what if it yeah what if there was what if there was something more nefarious with it which is an interesting premise because it's nothing i ever would have thought to write yeah so i i think it i think it's i think it's definitely an interesting premise um my question is, and maybe you guys can pose this. I don't mean it's in a negative way, but like, what do you think the message of this book is? Never use the internet. No, I don't think. I, <laughs> is I th- there a let's, message? Let's talk about the book, and then we can get okay. into the yeah. to the potential I, I message. Potential and I, I want to hear. I want to hear Alan because I don't think Alan. Um, Alan is making Alan a sour face. Didn't really He's making a sour face. Alan is writhing in agony right now. Tell us, Alan. Squirming. So, like Alan, what was it? Because you, you said you didn't really. There's something you didn't really. I believe my exact words were: I wanted to take every copy of this book on planet Earth and burn them. Why? Why would you say such a horrible thing, Alan? That's at what marginally this- talented. <laughs> Boom Studios, if you're listening, that's yeah. at marginally talented. All right, <laughs> I I may have overreacted because I was emotionally charged at the time. Um, that being said, it's I we I got I got so far into this book. Uh huh. And it's a zombie book. And I was just so let down by that. Okay. I was super. Not only was I super let down, the ending of this book, and this is going to suck because nobody else here has seen Evangelion before. Yeah. And the ending of this book. Yeah. The ending of this book not only mirrors the ending of the first run of Evangelion, because there's a whole history goes into that. Yeah. but it also kind of bleeds into the beginning of Evangelion, so it sort of does this weird Ouroboros thing, and it gave me the same feelings. And that is just confusion, terror, utterly just pessimistic acceptance of everything is terrible and I hate it. And it's just like, I think that was kind of the point, but at the same time, it ultimately took this really good idea and became a zombie book for a good three quarters of the story. The first part is really, really good, and then zombie book, and then the last part, which was Evangelion, and I'm just like, I, I can't, I can't be bothered. Okay. I, I would, I, I see where you're going with calling it a zombie book. I think it's more of a like survival book because, because you, you keep saying zombie book, and I'm, I'm thinking because it, it reminds you of Walking Dead and that. No, it reminds in, me of every zombie ever. It, it reminds me also a lot of Why the Last Man, which isn't strictly a zombie book either. Because it's like, well, you know, we're, we're yes. post-apocalypse. We don't know who's going on. We don't know what's going on. Right. We're just trying to survive and get to this goal. It actually reminds me a lot of Why the Last Man. I, uh, I get you where you press that whole thing into three, yeah. three, three issues. I get where you're coming from on that. I, I just think that 
you have two sets of characters, as you do in every survival book, right? Yeah. You have the, the government people, then you have the, the Joe Everyman. Yeah. And the Joe Everyman in this book is actually really interesting. Like, the fact that he's colorblind, so he doesn't get hypnotized like everybody yeah. else does. And then he has hearing problems, so he doesn't get hypnotized in part two. And also, he's queer. Yeah. Which is really, I mean, that's good representation, which yeah. I think is cool. I agree. And that's just, like, he right actually, up on This book actually won too. a GLAAD award. It did. Yeah. So, he, uh, what I, is that? It is, um, GLAAD is an organization, there's two A's. I don't know exactly what it stands for, um, but it's basically like, hey, this book has like positive reputa- representation of you know homosexual relationships and, yeah. and people, but where it's not like a hey, this is a book about gay people. It's yeah. more like hey, this right. is a book, and there's there and happens there's, to be a gay person, just a yeah. gay dude in it. Yeah. But it, but it's like and it's like treated as just part of the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but, and, go ahead, I mean, go ahead. just on that point, that that's kind of the the representation I like to see and and all that like. Uh, I think that's how you really, I, that's how you really diversify, you know, comic books in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. Is you don't make it like this huge like thing. And there's always going to be a place for this. Is you know an area where we look at books focused on this one um, area of culture, on this one area of society. Just like there's books out there that are like spewing blood and guts for yeah, people yeah. like me. But we've seen that, you know, probably the best books out there are ones that balance all these things, you know, in a in a way that just is a cohesive story. Yeah. And I thought that was something that was like really cool. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh neat. Anyway, let's keep going on this whole like sloth journey. By the way, Glad so Glad formally stood for Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. Okay, but they just go by Glad now because they realized that name was not inclusive of bisexual and transgender people. Yeah. So they decided, nope, we're just gonna be called Glad, but we're for all of yeah. all of the alter- any alternative life. I, I got a question for you, Alan. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna ask you here. Okay. So part of your reasoning for not like this book is and then it became a zombie book yeah so that to me sounds like if it would have been the same exact story but they explained it or did it in a different way where it wasn't perceived as zombies it would be then good the way i'm kind of looking at it i don't know correct me if i'm wrong it's almost like if you're like hey eat this food and you're like oh this is delicious this is really good and you're like it's made of this and you're like that is terrible food now that is not good food like, no no it would, it would be more like hey eat this food i'm like oh this smells really good it doesn't look like anything else uh, anything else i've seen before and then i bite into it and i go oh it's just pizza okay well all right it's still pizza it's just for you. people who really like I pizza no i love pizza pizza is my favorite I, food i just use this example I, don't don't flame me I feel like I feel like Alan though it's not just a zombie book because it's it, there's another prime element you're missing which is the very last panel of this book where it's some sort of see alien and that's where you being. and that's where my disconnect falls apart because nobody else knows what I'm talking about but I can give you like analog stuff like and maybe it's not exactly the same but stuff like invasion of the body snatchers technically that's a zombie style thing yeah where all these people are coerced and, and changed into something else or we could do Cthulhu again just like in mm-hmm. plunder yeah the, mm-hmm. the the problem that I have with the zombie premise in this book is that you could have done so many things except you they still chose to take people and turn them into violent flesh-eating monsters okay yeah. I, I can understand that that's the thing is it's just well, and you're not, it and then turned fair, into every other zombie thing to be fair for those of you who maybe are newer to the show alan's not a fan of zombie things so if yeah. you like zombie things you might like this book a little bit more but i actually agree with that yes yeah, yeah. as long I, as you're I almost, okay with the weirdness i almost feel like at some point they're like well what if we just kind of make them like zombies because then 
that'll make it a little easier to sell the book. It's More possible. People would buy it. Oh, oh. So, so what's the basic story? Oh man, there's this picture on the internet. You look at it, feel you feel happy, and then twelve hours later, you turn into a zombie. Oh, okay. It sounds awesome. As opposed to like twelve hours later, you know, you want to destabilize all forms of government, or like you know, whatever, 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 right. other, whatever yeah. other options. It does. It's it's tough to have a book where significant mental changes are happening to a large part of the population. Mm-hmm. And like it, it would be. It's almost. It's like- easier to sell it people turn into zombies it's no, i understand that now, it's just, I, I and but i get you because it's yeah. like when that started happening i'm like oh they're just going crazy they're just turned into monsters now yeah like really that's it, it and that's what i said like you like wow this looks really good and it just turns out to See, be the i, I feel like it, it morphed a little bit because then the screams turned into like something and and then it turned into that's but, and let's I, talk I, about I, the main I, premise of the book yeah, I really want to. The yeah. idea so that a, the, the okay. idea that a meme or something, some something that appears seemingly harmless, can cause incredible it breaks harm. breaks your brain. Yeah, uh, I think that's awesome. I, I enjoy the I enjoy cool the concept. image they chose too. I enjoy uh, that it's, it's so the most happy. that it's the most yeah. harmless looking thing. Like you would expect it to be one of those like creepy memes, like well, insanity wolf. Or and and like they that. never and at no point do they ever be like, but here's what it's really showing yeah. you. It's just always this, and, yeah, for, yeah, it's and never, they never explain why this is. Yeah. They, this they don't. They don't do, oh, what is the name of that movie? Darn it! Uh, they don't. They live it. Yeah, it's just that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. And there's nothing wrong with they live. Don't know. Uh, yeah, I love the movie. <laughs> that movie's great. No, I'm just saying, like they, <laughs> like it's just like this, this weird Holy image. Sleep. Well, and it's the same. It's funny because we started off the episode talking about ASMR. Yeah. And how it's sort of this not fully understand understood. Yeah. Some people can't experience that a weird weird brain thing that that happens when you listen to videos of people really close mic sometimes. Um, well, it's not even just that; it's anything, just any yeah, yeah. sound but, or thing. Like people would be like, "This is us turning pages of a book." But then you feel, and you're like, "Oh, ooh, ooh, I feel the yeah. thing. I I got, it made me feel good." And that's yeah, like exactly like what's cards. happening in this book. Like, oh, I just look at this picture, and I just feel like, "Oh man, yeah, it feels awesome." Like, like that whole like you talk about this being a horror book, like that specifically, and then like it turns out that 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 feeling is your brain starting to eat itself or Change. or whatever. Like that's the horror part of the book for me. Yeah, because that's freaking scary. I'm just you know what it is. Now. It's very mind am- virus. It's very Amagara fault. Is what it, it is. took me it back totally to. Totally is. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. That's the oh, idea. That, I have to go in there. I'm just really excited for it because uh, Chewy and Ryan and I all work together, and we work in a in a in a uh, in a community where there is a lot of like internal chat conversations uh, on our uh, on our computer. So I'm excited when someone's like, "I'm really bummed out." I'm like, "Hey." This will cheer you up and just send this picture. They'll, be like, <laughs> yeah. they'll either do one of two things. Oh, it is making you happy. Would you say you're feeling euphoric when you look at it? Uh, <laughs> the a- who who made that? The angels. <laughs> the angels made it. Okay. Oh, I kind of liked the, the crazy guy monologue it. at the end. I did too. too. I uh, you guys need to see this. I was going to show us the thing. I'm show you the um, but but I, I think it's. I thought it was a. I thought it was a good story. I yeah. thought it's it seems I get what you're talking about, Alan, because it seems really short. Yeah. yeah. And it feels like fully half of the book is just dealing with zombies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you know. It they do a lot of the, the zombie cliches too. Yeah. The like oh, you know, old lady who's protecting a kid and speaking cryptically and then gets eaten or the one- turns out she's evil. Like it, it feels like half of this book they were kinda like, Well, you know, we were so creative in the other half. 
I get you. The one thing I think that it doesn't that, that goes against that zombie archetype though is the fact that at the very end everybody just gives in. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, well, well, yeah. That's that's and that's, that's the, the terrifying part. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the like, well. exactly. I, and I, you don't normally see that in a zombie story, or for that matter, an alien invasion type story. Yeah, I and mean, even no, like Invasion right. of the Body Snatchers doesn't do that till the very end. It's like, oh man, I I don't I don't want to be this thing. But, devious thing. Yeah. The the thought of like, well, maybe I do. Oh, it's crazy. It's well, super creepy. And I, I, I like the idea of going back to our main character. I think that's a nice arc or an interesting arc for him. Not nice, obviously, it doesn't end well for him. But yeah. like the idea well, of or the does it? Yeah, does it? I feel like it kind of does. Uh, it depends maybe. on it depends on your view of what doesn't he did. End well, for humanity. Well, it depends on your view of what he did, and depends on your view of 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 him going and doing what makes him happy versus the greater good. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, yeah, repeat that. Okay, yeah. But like the idea that. It's almost. I, I, it's like the idea that he finally gains acceptance and under, and he finally is belongs a hundred percent to something. Which I mean, he's a character that is 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 colorblind and and gay, and those he are can't hear good. Yeah, and he also can't hear very well either. So he has a lot of things that make him different from everyone else, and and not quote unquote fitting with the norm. So right. in this book, it works. It's interesting to see something like that because normally in a book like this, you'd be like, and he's the one who's going to save the human race because yeah. he's not affected by it. But like, I feel like they're, they're saying, well, what if that person, all they wanted to do was belong? Yeah. And they're like, almost to the point they were like, I'm just going to sacrifice myself. And yeah. I'm just going to give into it. This is what I want. That's yeah. that's weird. You don't see that normally in stories. It's a nice turn that you don't it's normally see. Uh, so I, I dug that part a lot. Okay, I real quick. Uh, if you have the book open, flip to the very last page of the last book. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I know what it looks like. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Because I'm going to show you this for people who have probably seen this before. Not what The does? one right before it says day four. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. This is what you're looking at right now is yeah. the monster uh, from this book. Descending from the sky. Right. Here is a monster from Evangelion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guess what they call these monsters. Oh, something. Uh, sloth? <laughs> Angels. Yeah. Ah, there you go. yeah, that's what they call them. So tell me that that's not like a super parallel right now. Yeah, you know, it could be. And this could is be. one of them. They they change shape no, a whole lot. No, it looks a lot like it. It looks super like it, and they're but, called angels, and like I don't know what else to say. Like that's the did connection. Did you read any of the back matter where they talk about the book and all that sort of stuff? I skimmed through it, but I didn't have time to actually read oh. through it. Yeah, there's a, there's a good interview in the back where, where the, the artist and the writer sort of talk to each other about what they're thinking in the book. And he talks about how the end is kind of like kind of a downer, but is it, but yeah, it's kind of, it's, well, you it's, can't it's say because there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. I mean, it's bleak for the human race, but it's like, you take that whole grand scheme thing into account. And it's like, well, yeah, the human race is over, but who cares? Cause the human race sucks. And it's a small portion of the universe anyway, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, that's just, that's an argument you can't win. Well, yeah, I mean, it, this meme turns the world into the world of Neon Genesis Evangelion. That's so. what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. So from then there, you like it because I know you like that. From yeah. there, the the people who confronted the maker go, you know, create giant robots, and then yeah. they fight these angels, and then Evangelion begins. But nobody gets that. <laughs> well, you but, do. Which, I know there's a pretty which red sucks girl though because once again, suit. well, that's true. And then you have a it's kid so that like has later. horrible anxiety and girl problems, uh, and then at the very end it becomes a big existential crisis. So. The whole thing is very conflicting uh, things for me. But if this is your first episode, zombies are not really my thing. I don't hate them. I just don't get into them a lot like Batman. Sorry, just outed myself. And uh, on top of that, my connections and my criticisms criticisms are usually way harsher than everyone else's. But that's just (laughs) who I am. So believe me when I say 
this book is totally worth reading if you are into it. That being said, eh. <laughs> just want to create a disclaimer as I so often have to do for myself. You just need a life disclaimer. <laughs> so, one t shirt for the rest of my life. What is the message of the book? What is the Jerry? message of the book? So, I, I think. Ah, oh man, I had it like on the tip of my tongue earlier, and now I'm, <laughs> now I'm blinking on it. Conform, um, I think, I mean, it, it depends, you know, on what you're because you can look at it a couple ways. You can look at it grand scheme of things in the future, and that's basically to say, I look at it almost as like, like you're talking about death. Yeah, you know, um, people oftentimes talk about death and death is bad and this and that, but uh, it, it's a thing, you know, it's just a thing that happens. It's part of nature. It's what needs to happen in order for the rest of the world to continue to go. Imagine if every person that's ever lived never died, you know, like how overpopulated would we be now? Uh, you know, that's already a thing we're dealing with. And then with the innovations that we've done with like, you know, uh, transportation and, and you know our natural resources in the atmosphere how much more magnified would that be would this place we call earth still be here or or inhabitable right so it's this thing that occurs um and i think what one thing you could look at it as in terms of the grand scheme of things in this world in the book uh, mimetic is yeah, it's the next stage of humanity. At some point, we started walking upright. You know, at some point, you know, we're not as hairy or whatever. At some point, there was, you know, like a fish that, you know, got out of a single cell organism. It, things changed rapidly and out of nowhere all of a sudden. And so at the time that those things occurred, I think, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's dramatic. It's like, well, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All of a sudden, you have two cells? Hold on a second. <laughs> you know, um, but looking back at it, we're like, oh, no, I can, I can see. Oh, that makes sense. You know, that, that, that just kind of progressed like that, you know. But you look at it when you're living in that moment, it's this huge thing. And I think what's cool is the fact that this just takes place over, you know, three days. And it's just like everything is normal. And through something so mundane as, oh, here, check out this meme, you know, it, it it's um, it, it just changes. So I think the one aspect of it that you could look at is the things change all the time. They will continue to change. They will change rapidly. And sometimes that change is scary, mm -hmm. but it's a thing that's going to happen, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, everything is done. It just means that what we recognize now as our life, what we recognize now as our society is very different than it was back in the 1800s. And that's going to be very different than what we look at it in a hundred years from now. So it's like, yeah, you know, it, it's just part of, you know, continuing the story. The other, let's say right now, thing that I think it points out is just our, uh, not our dependence on, but our maybe addiction to, uh, technology and mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know, basically saying it, it's kind of a caricature of like, Oh, I'll, like at the very beginning when, um, Oh God, I can't remember his name, but when he's like, I don't get it. Why is everyone looking at the, so obsessed with this sloth? Mm -hmm. You know, you remember Ian, that, that dress, 
You yes. were, do you remember me? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember me? And I was like, I don't want to hear another word about that dress in this house. Like I was getting like very angry about it. Not in the whole like ha 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 way. I was just like, I'm I'm sick of it. I don't. Why are we having a 20 minute conversation about this? This is. I don't believe I've picked one side or the other on that. I'm like, it just depends on the lighting. Have a good day. So, but (laughs) Aaron is the character's name. Aaron. So I I very much connected with Aaron at that point, you know, because I was just like, ah, man, this is, I don't want to hear about it anymore. But people do that. And and it gets silly in the book because it's like, oh, there's a news piece on it. I've seen news pieces on that dress yeah, on, on that dress. Like yeah. CNN <laughs> and like this and that where it's just like, Oh, the new like thing that everyone's, and it's just like, that's not news. It's not, you know, but the fact that we, <laughs> what all, color is this dress? The fact that we all as in our current society are so like into this and it's how we communicate. We don't even say like, Hey, how are you doing more? It's just, Oh, check this out here. You know, and we do that. I do that. You do that. We all do oh, that. Man, I'd be so yeah. mad if you showed me this and it made me go crazy. <laughs> some of some of us. <laughs> be so you mad wouldn't know until jerk. it's too late. You'd be no, like, if, I, if like, I saw, oh, you, there's blood. If if, oh. if if the president went on on the on the on the TV and was like, yeah. hey, this did that, I'd be like, you. I hate jerk. you. I could have avoided it for at least a couple more hours. I'm gonna kill you first. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been more than 12 hours since I read this. So we'll yeah, no, we're not um, dead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there is that element of like, come on, guys, let's all just take it easy. Let's take a step back. I'm not saying, don't, and I think that's where Aaron comes from. It's saying like, it's not saying like, hey, don't look at it. Like he can look at it, it's fine. But he doesn't feel that like I, I have to, I have to, I have to that. We know this hole was like made that. for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is mine. That compulsion, that compulsion to keep, you know, seeking these things out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaron's that like healthy balance of look, you you can like look at it every now and then and just go about your day, but understand when when enough is enough. You know, when it, it's okay to just have a conversation with someone. You know, there's a scene where he's having lunch with everyone. He's like, oh, I'm really glad I joined you guys for lunch. And everyone's just on their phones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, came, you came over, Ryan, and I was on my phone, and Ian and, and Matt was on his phone, yeah. and you're like, oh, hey, what's up, phone guys? <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's just, it, it happens like that. But I think this book is a very good encapsulation of just um, those people that are the internet. So like our roommate, Matt, th- this is a book about him, I yeah. think. This is what's gonna happen to Matt. He died in the first wave. Oh, he he'd be the one who'd show us. He'd he'd, he'd be, be the one. That'd be he'd be like that guy. He'd be like that guy. He's like, I saw it go up, and he's like, Yeah, I think I saw it. it was like around seven fifteen. No, I saw it seven oh four, and and I saw it go up, man. It's like, okay, geez. Right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you saw it first. Okay, um, good. What do job. you guys think of 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 that? Like the the premise of the whatever. I, I think that you you hit on all the major points. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like there is a long philosophical discussion about this. Yeah. Um. But I think it ultimately is an unanswerable question. Um, and I think that the discussion of it is not unwarranted. Just because you can't answer it doesn't mean you shouldn't discuss yeah, it. Yeah. I'm just saying that if you're looking for... If, if you're you're the kind of person that says, you know, the phones are destroying our society, then you're not looking anywhere the, close to, to, to deep enough into this. The meaning for this is going to be different for every person. You know, I can read the end of this and be like, that's horrifying. Like you said, that's horrifying. Look what happened just because we are all so dumb to look at something and just couldn't shut it off for a minute. And other people look at that and be like, well, if you think about it, there's no more war. Everyone's together. Yeah, and that's that whole, like, so, Aaron's, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. got there's, his... So it all depends on how you how you take it. And it's 
it's I, I hate to I know this is a reference that's years old, but it's like the end of the end of end of Inception. How long did you just argue about what happened? Did what does that mean? What does the end of that movie mean? Right. You know, it, it's <laughs> it's it's up for debate, and that that's I've, I a lot of times people really want definitive answers for this, but I like it when a story ends and it's like it ends and this is how it ends. And it's your choice, whether you think that's a good ending or a bad ending or something that made you feel good or scared or whatever it is. So I think good stories do that. I like to. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Did, did you that sloth is so happy. pick anything out of it that, that we might've missed in terms of the message or what, what does it mean? How do you interpret it? I mean, it's, it's, it's like when a, it's, I don't know. It's like when I was had a Twitter account, and none of my friends did. I was like, "Guys, you need to get on Twitter." <laughs> like Peach. Yeah, yeah. Except I'm the only one there. Uh, I made an account. Didn't follow me. I don't know how to do it. No, you <laughs> failed. Life. But it's it's. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like you know the the world is going to change. You know, it's the 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 past is a foreign country, but <laughs> but this is you know maybe the future is also a different planet. Whoa. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I like it. Well, thank you for I, I, I for enjoyed deep it. Cast today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, deep cast indeed. Um I feel so, like Alan would have talked more if it was deep cast. <laughs> hey, so uh transcendentalism, huh? How about that? <laughs> so if you guys want to check out Mimetic, you can. Uh it is released by Boom Studios, so it is available digitally and also uh, I think that we saw we actually saw we went to WonderCon trades. saw trades and yeah. uh, I don't know if individual issues are available, but yeah, I'm sure they're available you, you somewhere. Them. You can probably somewhere. Find them. But yeah, I think yeah. it's definitely a solid read just in a one just, you just, know, go go through it. Just Google cool. search good time quick. sloth and just show it to your friends and see what their reactions are. I really want a good time sloth T-shirt. I do too, absolutely. Or, or a sticker. Well, we're already doomed. Yeah, good I just, job, guys. Yeah, I just want to start putting stickers around places with it on or there. Just a tattoo. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Once they invent those like tattoos where like they can like shift color and like stuff like that, that'd be great. <laughs> um, so moving away from uh, first prince, people. <laughs> moving away from first prince. Uh, we move into the third section of our show, uh, which is called the Four Color Character Compendium. And in that section of the show, we talk about uh, different characters from comic books, sometimes superheroes, supervillains, uh, super teams like Fantastic Four or uh, organizations like S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, or sometimes we'll talk about comic book creators, writers, artists, anybody who's important to the world of comics. So it's kind of like a history lesson and a vocab lesson all rolled into one. Now we look to our uh, designated historian of comics because uh, he's, he's a bit on this planet longer than all of us. That's why he gets this job, and also he likes comics a you lot. Just called me old. You are. You're gonna. You're, you can. You can look at that sloth and feel good. You are a handful of years a whole lot sooner. It doesn't work. <laughs> um, so Ryan, open the great tome of comic characters and tell us who we're learning about today. Scree. So we are talking about Piotr. Nikolaevich Rasputin, also known as the X-Men Colossus. Can you, oh, can you do Colossus. me a favor? Yeah. Can you say it in a Russian accent? No. Please. <laughs> no. Can you try? No. What was the name? Peter Nikolaevich Rasputin. Pietro. Pietro. Piotr. 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 Piotr Nikolaevich Rasputin. Nikolaevich. Nikolai Rasputin. Rasputin. Nikolai. Right. I can't. I can't do accents. Anyway, I feel like they read it like, "Oh, what's a Russian last Pewter, name?" Pewter, though, because you know he's hard. Mm. Well, mm. Pewter is like a, like yeah, a stone. Is, I know, but he's, he's actually hard. living metal. No, Pewter. Pewter is a metal. So, is it really? Yeah. Who is Colossus? Pokemon lied to me. Yep, they did. Um, Colossus is an X-Man. 
He's uh, he's one of the early ones. He first came out in um, Giant Size X-Men number one, May 1975. So that was the first sort of reboot of the X-Men. Yeah. Uh, post Stanley. Uh, he's created by Len Wayne and uh, illustrated Lil by Cockrum. Len, <laughs> the guy who created the Wolverine. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Same no, dude. Okay. Um, Swamp Thing, right? And Swamp Thing, yeah. yeah. He's done a lot. He's a you know, famous, comic, he's famous a dude. comics guy. He's a good guy. Uh, so, so his... Wayne. His character is is famous for turning into a big metal dude, as opposed to a normal dude, oh. normal big dude. Okay, so how does, he's still how, a big dude. How does that power work exactly? Right? Metal skin. That's so it's me- so it like yeah. I don't know. He out? just he turns into you know he just does it. He can't do one part of his body. It's got to be his whole body all at once. So okay. he's like entirely and, coated in metal because like I see his eyes usually. Yeah, yeah. Get no, he's still metaled over. He's still yeah. He turns into the, except for his hair. Okay. He still his has regular hair. Regular. He's got his flat top that never but goes away. But he's got like metal scalp yeah. underneath yeah, that. Yeah. So if you hit him in the head, it's not like his no, he's, soft spot. He's still good. I forget okay. what run it is. I think it's Avengers vs X Men. But there is a bald Colossus, and he just has chrome dome. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Uh, no, but he he also is super strong, but he is weak against vibranium. Okay. As everything is. So yeah. Captain America could just chuck a shield at him. Well, I guess I guess what happens is his body just naturally turns back into human when it's a, when vibranium hits it. Oh, okay. Ooh. So that's how you could. So if Captain America threw a shield at yeah, him, the rarest he'd be like, metal oh, in the Marvel universe. Down. There or, is yeah. one instance in or X-Men where that doesn't happen and they can't really help him because his skin is super metal still. Yeah, yeah. Or if Black Panther tries to scratch him with right, his claws. Right, with his claws. Yeah. And then uh, he's also um but but he's been around like pretty much the canonical X Men that everybody thinks of the the well, Chris Claremont X Men. Right? He was Wave Two. He right? was Wave Two, but he's he was there for the whole of the Chris Claremont thing. Oh, of course, yeah, he's been him around. And for Kitty a long Pryde time. have always been kind of like an item mm-hmm. before she got in with the Star Lord. Well, Kitty Pryde, from what I understand, we won't go too into that because that's that's another character for another time. A lot of us from the '90s cartoon think of Jubilee as like the young. I mean, well, yeah, because she just like how in the two thousands movies it was Rogue, mm-hmm. in the nineties cartoon it, it was, was Jubilee, Jubilee, and then in the eighties comic book it was Kitty Pryde. Yeah, Kitty Pryde was like the young girl who is you know the the young. She's young the new. She's the, the she's the insert. She's the character you follow who as they enter the Xavier mm-hmm. School for yeah. gifted youngsters. Mm-hmm. And if I may quote Jay Miles, so many costumes. <laughs> yeah, all the costumes. Oh, she man. has a new costume every five seconds, and they're all terrible. <laughs> Um, so what what was his deal? Okay, so he's he's mutant. So he's he, Russian too. Yes, he's yeah, Russian. He's, he's mutant. He's Russian. I mean, it was the seventies, so Russian. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of Russians running around the United States. No, not at all. Because uh, um, of the whole Cold War. Do we have like how his like how he discovered his power or his mutant abilities or like how they manifested themselves or anything? Not a whole lot. Not he always lot. was sort of just presented as like, he already exists. Like he just, Oh, here's, and here's the metal Russian. Like yeah, that. pretty <laughs> much. But he does have, there's family background. He had an older brother yeah. who was a cosmonaut who died in a ro- rocket accident. Okay. He had a younger sister who eventually became an X-Man. Magic. And then, yeah, she's magic. So she's sort of like, exists in multiple realms at once mm-hmm. and at one point she was like doomed to hell but not hell like there's a whole mini series like, about magic um i think with one l listen to jam limbo trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. limbo she was there for a while um yeah yeah so i know I, I guess it says his superhuman powers manifested during his adolescence while saving his sister from a runaway tractor oh nice okay so he just turned into a metal dude and smashed into a tractor <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> you know that's pretty like metal. you do that's awesome. Oh, hey, he's made of metal. Um, so, but he's got, he's got, he disappeared from the X Men for a while. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, died. He's yeah. died at least once. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and he died for a couple of years. Because like that's and a it big took Joss Whedon to bring him back. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a big moment in Astonishing X Men is Kitty Pride opens this like vault, the vault underground, yeah. and then out steps you know yeah. Colossus. And and you're like was, whoa! And, and the explanation for him not dying is definitely one of those. His body was switched at the last moment, kind of <laughs> crappy cop outs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh no, they wrote us into a corner. Uh, I have three words. This, this is Marvel Universe, right? Oh no, yeah. it's Marvel Universe. There's 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 three le- three words. Life model decoy. <laughs> well, but he's it was, it was an alien ord yeah. from the break world who did it. Yeah, okay. uh, but yeah, who knows? Who cares? Um, yeah. He's also in every, nearly every X Men movie. Really? Okay, he was in. Well, are, are, okay, are we talking X Men movies? Or are we talking about movies based on X Men characters right. as well? Um, sure. Let's do that. Let's go with that. Okay, so most recently right. he's in Deadpool. Yes. Right, he's yeah. an X Men three. He's an X Men three. That's X Men two. Oh, he was an X Men two. Yes, that's and right. And he's briefly. in the first X Men very, very briefly. Okay, all right. Uh, he he's also in uh, Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, all right. You're, you're proving me, class, you proved me no. wrong here. You proved me wrong. Here. Yeah, he's he's. I guess he's not in. Is he, I feel like he's also in uh, Wolverine Origins. Yeah, maybe. Who knows that? What movie? What movie is that? You mean the one where he goes to Japan? No, he wasn't in there. That was the <laughs> oh, Silver Samurai. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't recognize any other Wolverine movies. I forgot about that. that actually. Uh, um, so yeah, he's he's in a lot of. He was played by the same guy in most of them, except for the most recent one where he was CG the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't an actual person, but a really fantastic version of him. Yes, yeah. But like Colossus that's, that's has always my favorite been, version of Colossus. Colossus has been is yeah. always has always been like a farm boy, like super nice, like white knight type. Which is, which yeah. is interesting because he's basically the X Men Superman. Yeah, in well, the sense that he's a, well, he's from Russia. He's the strong man, but he's super strong from a farm. Really yeah. nice. That's okay, true. I can see it. So I loved him in Deadpool because he was always like, "Look, I don't want to hurt you. Stop. Okay, just can you can you hold still for five seconds?" <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I, I'm happy that movie had some X Men, um, some X Men tie in. I'm happy they were just like, "Yeah, I'm." He's he's in the same world as the X Men. That made me. It didn't. They didn't go overtly with it. Like they didn't have. Well, they made fun of Wolverine a lot, but they didn't go overtly. Why wouldn't with you? It. No, they yeah, made fun of Hugh Jackman. That that they did. That they did. Um, I guess at one point Magneto realigned his molecules to make him even stronger ooh. because he is made out of metal. Yeah, so, and and it was one of those times when Magneto was feeling good about himself. <laughs> uh, you know. he, he also, when he's turned to the metal, I guess it's not just his skin. Mm-hmm. He's a metal man, so he doesn't need food or water or even oxygen. Oh wow! Okay, so he just completely changes his physiology, not just the skin. Yeah, so he could just go in space. Cool. Oh, or that's walk awesome. underwater. Yeah, there you go. Just walk underwater. Pirates of the Caribbean. It must make it really tough to go on a diet, though, because you're not losing weight if you're a metal man. I don't get this reference. No, I'm not making a reference. I'm just saying it must be really difficult, because if you don't have to eat, that means your body's not burning any calories, so you're just constantly this big, fat metal guy. Well, yeah, you know what else? But he's he's luckily, he's really strong. when When he turns from a human to a metal guy, he probably weighs a lot more as a metal guy, which betrays the law of conservation. Do you think that if he turned, do you think that he turned into a metal guy and then just stayed that way for a long, long time? Like and then he turned back into a human guy because he hasn't eaten or anything. His body would just turn to dust. I don't think he's. Uh, I, I don't think he's Shazam. Ryan, who would win in a fight? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'd hit you in the face with my iPad. That is, by the way, a lot of. You're, you're, there's two types of comic nerd. There's those who stand around bickering about who would win in a fight forever, or those who, when they hear the question who would win in a, they just walk away. Because <laughs> then Ryan like, is I the can't last. Do that second one. Ryan is a lot. I used to be the first one. I don't know about it anymore. I you mean, were I, an instigator, man. No, I used to be when I was really young. I'd be like, "Hey, Dad, 
who went fight these days <laughs> these days those two super two groups still exist except the first ones are called casuals <laughs> Oh, Alan. Hey, people always ask me all the time, who would win, like Thor or uh, like Superman? I'm like, do you really want to get into this? Oh, right my now? favorite, my favorite response <laughs> to that question prepared? is, well, which continuity of Superman yeah. are we talking about? Because hey, <laughs> then All Star Superman wins they, everything. Because then they instantly lose interest. In well, the, and the answer is Thor because Superman's weak on magic. Now, moving forward, that's true. <laughs> but Superman versus Goku, though. But in the world, but it's Goku the, over Hold on, but in the world of Marvel, it's, it's Super Saiyan God version Goku. So it, the most recent versus All Star levels, peak levels of Superman. DC one million Superman. Sure. But in the world of Marvel, science is nearly indistinguishable from magic. So if Superman could technically figure out the science of Asgard, he wouldn't be weak against it. The answer is Grant Morrison wins. On. <laughs> <laughs> when Grant Morrison wins, all of us lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I win. <laughs> oh, I win. I'm the one. I'm won. the winner. Um, he turned Russian so that's, there for, that's you know, the German for a second. Does he have like a? No, like, I mean, like, okay, X Men is huge, and there's tons of baddies in the X Men universe. Yeah, and yeah. It's like whatever, but like you know, with Wolverine, you're like, okay, there's Sabretooth. Uh-huh. You know, like um, the people. Does he have, have a doppelganger? Does, does he, he have, have a guy he likes to punch? Uh, the, or is it just whoever the X Men are fighting this week? The Juggernaut. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're sort of you know unstoppable force and immovable object. Well, you know when you have like those like '90s like good guys versus bad guys, and they're like meeting towards the middle, and it's yeah, yeah. They're, like they're the, opening, of the opening of the yeah, X Men the cartoon guys. where yeah. they're running at each yeah. other. Well, it wasn't just X Men; it was like all of them. Like Beast yeah, Wars did it too. Yeah, it was all the same thing, and yeah. you have to match them up, and be like, <laughs> "Who would do?" Oh, yeah. yeah. And so it's always yeah. Ryan's so right. is that kind of like his rival or yeah. whatever? At one point. He himself was the avatar of Cytorak, the Juggernaut. He because the, the Juggernaut's juggernaut. not a mutant. You know? Ah, no, no, he's a guy with yeah, a magic a, ring. Magic. Yeah. So at one point, uh, he, what's his name? Colossus became the Juggernaut. Okay. Oh. And, and then he was even more strong. That sounds like it wouldn't be a very like a good thing for non non mutants. No. He just <laughs> smashed stuff. Yeah. That, uh, hey, let's take this big strong guy. Let's make him bigger and stronger so, now. So for, for so for recommended stuff for the Juggernaut, what you're, or not Juggernaut, I'm sorry, for Colossus, uh, you're saying throw a rock? Well, I mean, Astonishing X-Men, Astonishing X-Men, X-Men sure. is yeah. a good reintroduction of, of him. He's in a lot of the classic Claremont X-Men run. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's when he died, um, and that was in... I don't actually have issues or numbers. It was part of Excalibur. Oh, okay. The Excalibur run. Uh, when he was part of that team, it was basically like him and Kitty Pride's team. And at the end of that whole situation, he, he, uh, to stop the legacy virus, he exploded himself in midair. <laughs> X-Men has a wacky continuity. And yeah. as always, we recommend a podcast that goes over this really, uh, really well. Uh, it's called uh, J.M. Miles Explain the X-Men. So you can check that out. Uh, they're almost 100, over, over 100 episodes deep, I think, at this point, yeah. right? So we're talking about, inf- they're getting into Inferno now. Oh, boy. We're talking about, <laughs> talking about Uncanny X-Men in the, like, late 300s. Yeah, which they've, they've kind of gone over a lot of this. Yeah. So uh, they cover the, the basic big talking points. Um, but, yeah, if, I mean, within the first 25 episodes, they're already talking about that. And if, that's about where I am. If you're talking about, like, something to read, uh, there's also this book. It's a, a trade or a graphic novel called Colossus God's Country. Mm-hmm. Um, and it collects basically um, part of Marvel Comics Presents. Uh, I think it's numbers 10 through 17, but it like focuses on Colossus and it's like a whole Colossus storyline um, where he's like essentially like 
I, I just got to get away. And he goes to get away. And they just when he thought he was out, they keep pulling him right just back in. Just when you thought it was safe. Yeah, no, they, they, people come after him and like his family and stuff like that. And it's supposed to be a pretty decent, uh, you know, read on him. But I, I think actually the Deadpool movie does a really good job at characterizing him. Uh, the only thing with that is keep in mind, it's an R rated film, you know, so the trends, yeah. but he's, um, he's awesome in it. You know, I think if you want to get a really good feel for who Colossus is and, and his character, I think you get that in that movie. Cool. Well, that is going to wrap us up for the Four Color Character Compendium. Uh, excuse me. And uh, finally, like any good comic, we are coming to the end of our, of our issue this time. But before we go, we want to have uh, one more section of the show, which we call Back Matter. Like any good comic, we end with Back Matter, which is where we read letters from you guys, where we, uh, read, we talk about tweets, we talk about uh, comics news and going on and uh, movies and things like that. Uh, we have a lot of news this time because we just got back a couple weeks ago from a WonderCon, Los Angeles. Yay, uh, WonderCon. The first and apparently according to the end of the brochure only here so far that it'll be hosted there um but we had a really good time we we, we saw a lot of stuff and we have a lot of stuff to talk about we got a lot of questions um but i know the big thing that uh we got a question from one of our listeners i think i don't know if it was um was it, uh, it was a couple of people a couple people asking about what we thought of uh, the big dc announcement with rebirth we learned a lot about uh the creative teams and, and going forward with that and um and that sort of stuff. So uh, we can give a quick rundown, kind of Real talk about quick. what we think. I'm going to be like slightly out of this conversation because this, this was a day that you guys went that I didn't get to go to. We didn't, so. actually, we didn't actually go to the panel. We just read about it online. We didn't actually get a chance to go to the panel. Oh, I thought you went to the panel. No, no unfortunately, okay. we didn't get a chance to go to the panel, but we, we saw the panel was afterwards. at 8 a.m., and we don't live in L.A. Yeah, it took That's us about fair. an hour each day to drive up there because we didn't want to pay for a hotel room. But yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the first things first, um, those of you that were asking questions about it, you obviously are, are more like in tune with what it is, but what's, which I feel like one of the two of you guys can probably give a nice elevator pitch for what is DC rebirth. I still don't know. <laughs> it's, an, it's another reboot. It's kind of a soft okay. reboot where they're going to, um, as far as like from a technical mm-hmm. standpoint, Starting all the books over at number one again. Okay. From what I understand. Uh Uh-huh. With the exception of Detective Comics and Action Comics, which are going to go back to the old numbering. That's my understanding so far. But pre-New 52. As far as I understand, yes. Now, as far as story-wise and canon universe, apparently what they've said is they they haven't revealed too much, but they said they're going to be bringing back some things that older fans really enjoyed uh, and that newer fans will still not... But will still allow newer fans to pick up the books and start reading. So... That being said, that's about all we know as far as they're going to have this event called. They're going to have actual rebirth book, from my understand. Um, yeah. And uh, so Jeff Johns love his rebirth. He does. So Jeff Johns is kind of the guy who's helming this. So uh, I don't know if it's trying to make it more. I don't know what the, what they're, the vibe are trying to go for, but it seems like they have a, a really wide variety of creative teams yeah. that doesn't necessarily pigeonhole it into being all dark, all gritty, all DC. So um, let's go. We'll, we'll do a quick rundown of the list here and just see if anything pops out to us. So first up. Uh, starting, of course, with uh, the the big money maker of uh, DC Comics, Batman himself. Uh, Batman's screen creative team, uh, written by Tom King and art by David Finch and uh, Michael Je- or Mikel Janine or Janine. I'm not sure how to say that. 
Um, I've heard a lot of good things. It's funny because I don't know who Tom King is at all. Yeah. Um, but I heard a lot of good things from our friend Jacob, who's telling me his work on this new Vision book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is supposed to be really good. Oh, okay. Like Vision goes nuts and then decides to he wants to build a family, so he has a family and they live in this residential house. And he's like, yeah. It's very David Lynchian. I'm like, nice. I would enjoy this. So him doing Batman, it would it seems like an interesting thing. I may still continue to pull that. Well, there goes my vision idea. Uh, Detective (laughs) Detective Comics uh, being taken over by who we just read, uh, Mimetic by tonight, uh, James Tinian IV is set to pen uh, with art by Eddie Burrows and uh, Alvaro Martinez. Um, Nightwing, written by Tim Seeley and art by uh, uh, Javi uh, Fernandez and Marcus Toe. Uh, the Tim next one, Seeley, we've read on uh, Revival. He and, did uh, Grayson yeah. as well, didn't he, for uh, a while? Grayson mm-hmm. and The Occultist. So he has some experience show, with Dick yeah. Grayson, so that's good. Uh, Batgirl, uh, big creative team James on this, uh, written by Hope Larson. Uh, that's a big, yeah. big jump up for Hope. Get some good money there. Um, with art by Raphael Albuquerque. Interesting. Raphael Albuquerque yeah. did the American Vampire. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, written by Julie Benson and Shauna Benson, with art by Claire Rowe. Uh, featuring Batgirl, Black Canary, and the Huntress, of course. Uh, the one that Chewie and I probably are most excited about, uh, All-Star Batman, not to be confused with All-Star Batman and Robin. Yes. The boy wanted yeah. to know. It's All-Star Batman, uh, written by Scott Snyder, mm-hmm. with art by, there's going to be a long list of people. Various. John, yeah, various people, including John Romita Jr., Sean Gordon Murphy, Jock Watula Lotte, and uh, Afua Richardson. So, there's also other Paul names. Pope. And Paul, like Pope. Paul Pope. There's a lot. Francesco Francovia. It seems yeah. like this book is going to be very it's going to be good for scott snyder because scott snyder now doesn't have to worry about all these huge tie-in things he has to worry about like right. scott snyder writes legends of the dark knight essentially yeah, yeah. it's uh, that's what it feels like to me like a a spiritual sequel to that um action comics written by dan jurgens with art by patrick zicher tyler kirkman and steven zagovia uh superman written by peter j tomasi patrick gleason with art by so action gleason. comics and superman mm-hmm. yeah, they've had yeah. action comics and superman another book say like detective and batman yeah, that's uh new superman written yeah. by gene leon yang and art by victor bogdanovich um the art uh the, this series focuses on new character kenji kong from shanghai who's given superman's powers that's an interesting premise yeah, i've never seen something like that be done before. are they going marvel Kind of, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, and as we keep talking about this, I'm really excited because it seems like they're trying out a bunch of new things. Yeah, they're they're continuing to do the DC thing with their big DC books, Batman, yeah. Superman, etc. Mm-hmm. But then they're 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 like trying some stuff, and they tried some stuff sort of with New Fifty Two in a very like, oh, well, we'll do a couple of shit. It's not yeah. sound so well. Never mind. Uh, things like Prez, things like um, things like uh, Bizarro, and and I just hope that these new things have a similar amount of support. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, let me see here. Okay, so after that we have Supergirl, written by Steve Orlando and art by Brian Chang. Uh, Trinity. This is actually a comic. I'm surprised that we that we have not had yet. That I it makes me really excited. There has there was a there was, a but not like recently. Trinity, we yeah. haven't had like a Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman book. Yeah. Um, written by uh, uh, written by Francis Manipal, whose art I really love, with art by Manipal and Clay Mann. So that's something that I will probably have to be pulling because I love his art. Um, Superwoman, uh, written by Phil Jimenez, with art by Jimenez and Emmanuel uh, Lupacino. The series will also follow a new character. That's all the information they've given. Uh, Wonder Woman, written by Greg Rucka, with art by Nicholas Scott. That'll be good. Uh, Justice League, written by Brian Hitch, with art by Tony Daniel and Fernando, uh, pa, uh, pa, I don't know how to say this, uh, Passerine. Passerine, I'm going to go with. Uh, Alan, 
Exciting. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, written by Robert Venditti, uh, with art by uh, Ethan Van Schriever and Raphael Sandoval. Nice. Um, and also, this one I think you'll really probably really yeah, Green I'm- Lanterns. Written by Sam Humphreys with art by Robinson Roca and Adrian Sia. He didn't say that wrong. It's Green Lanterns. Yeah, yeah. I know. Green I'm, Lanterns. I'm stoked because if they do it like they did with Red Lanterns, which was like kind of just about the core, yeah. I'm all in on that. It's supposed yeah. to focus on two new characters. Yeah, supposedly I think they're bringing Moz back and then a new female uh, Green Lantern is from what I yeah. from what I understand. So to, I think I had a Twitter comment about what I'm supposed to think about that. And I, there's just no information to go on. So yeah. I don't really have. I like Sam Humphreys. But yeah, yeah, Sam, Sam Humphreys is great. He does great. space opera good. The, I the thing I really like about uh, Sam Humphreys, real quick, is just the fact that uh, his character inc- uh, his character interactions are really on point. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a a book about the core, I'm really excited to see how all those characters interact. Yeah, we might actually get some backstories and some personalities. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's very in touch with any characters he writes, whether they're his own or someone else's toys. Right. He, I think he respects a lot. You know what their personalities are and then that's kind of like you said that that's his specialty saying okay i know what this is i know what this is what happens here right let's see here okay so we have uh flash written by josh uh, joshua williamson and art by carmine oh, he's uh, gonna steal Dia- some ghosts because he's Gian the fastest Domenico. ghost stealer alive <laughs> and neil neil gouge i didn't miss it that way uh cyborg written by john semper the art of will uh con added this let me see and let's kind of skip through some uh, ones because there's some tier towards the bottom we probably don't care as much about um, they're uh, keeping the same. The, the uh, list same isn't that long. Quinn. Yeah, we have we have a few. Um, I, I the one uh, Batman Beyond written by Dan Jurgens with art by Bernard Chang. Cool. That's interesting. Uh, this one actually sounds interesting to me. Um, only because a little little tag at the bottom, which bums me out because I had an idea like this and I'm bummed that they do this. Um, Blue Beetle written by Keith Giffen and art by Scott Collins. The title will feature both. Jaime uh, Jaime Reyes and Ted Cord is the title. I'm a hero. big fan of Jaime Reyes, so I'm excited. And I like the idea the of the fact te- that they're not just putting him as a character. And I like that Ted Kord's also in there too, so everybody's yeah. happy. And, well, and, and the, the I have an idea for this, but I hope it's not what they're doing because it would make me really sad. The the fun <laughs> the the super nerd Blue Beetle bit is that Ted Kord doesn't have the powers of the Blue Beetle. He was just inspired by the Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Blue Beetle itself is kind of a Green Lantern esque sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's more like a Reyes, thing, but yeah. Yeah, but Jaime Reyes like it's like an alien consciousness that takes part in him and he has it's kind of almost like a morphing iron man suit whereas ted cord is like the the batman i mean if you've read the watchman uh He's, the yeah, owl is based you know. on ted cord so it's wow. gonna be an interesting sort of interplay between those two it's like human ingenuity versus alien technology i can see a lot of fun going on uh, a couple more titles that sound kind of interesting red hood and the outlaws uh <laughs> the only this is interesting i, I noticed this little thing here it says featuring red hood artemis and bizarro and yeah that's weird oh, <laughs> that's go. a weird okay. team up and then um, they're doing hardcore. Every single book gets a rebirth issue in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. June, uh, July. Two more titles they revealed. Of course, JLA title uh, was previewed. The creative team was not revealed. And they had another book they announced, but they, uh, they didn't talk about the creative team either, but it's called Super Sons. And it's described as, quote, the son of Superman meets son of Batman. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> What's that going to be? <laughs> All right. What's that going to be? Just going to punch each other some more? We're yeah. going to talk about... It's going to be wacky. Well, I guess um, Damien, right? <laughs> yeah, Damien's uh, gonna Damien. Go. So Damien's going to be officially back now? Yeah. Uh, Damien's been officially back. There's He's a book called Son of the Batman. The oh, is that true? That seems dumb. Him. And they showed some uh, cover art, some some stuff here. Uh, so you can look. I'm reading actually this off of SuperheroHype.com, which I used to check way There's back a whole the Wikipedia article but on it, too. There's a whole bunch of stuff and all the different creative teams on there. There's there's um, some cool stuff coming out. I'm interested to see what they do. I d- it wasn't as drastic as I was expecting, but I'm still interested to see... 
some of the information that comes out with it. Um, and I like the idea of having an all-star Batman book as opposed to all-star, just having all-star Batman and Robin. It's about time the all-star line gets revised. And it's about time the all-star line gets some, gets some, hopefully some good Batman to go along with the good Superman that they also yeah. have. Um, but other than that, um, as far as WonderCon goes, guys, we did a lot of stuff at WonderCon. Yeah, we all did so much stuff. <laughs> true. We did a lot of things. Our, like, we, I think we blew up our Twitter there. For we a did. Bit. We have a lot of pictures on our on our Twitter and our Instagram, our Instagram so yeah. uh, you can see that. But we went to a bunch of panels. We went to. Um, I know that uh, Alan several fun panels with uh, Ming Doyle and Joe Keone. Yeah, we went to a couple of a, a couple of panels there. Ming Doyle, who was doing the uh, writing on Constantine for a little while, yeah, um, and Joe Keone, who does the art on Howard the Duck. Both really, really, really cool people. Uh, great artwork. I love their art panel too. Watching them draw and it's always cool to see something like a blank piece of paper start out and then just watch them do stuff. And you're walking and being like, I would be, give up at this point because yeah. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and then just to see it like, and here's John Constantine. I just did watercolor in front of you. I'm like, what did you? How did you do that? How did you do that, Ming Doyle? How did you do that? That ink wash thing was so cool. Yeah. Well, and same thing with Joe Keone. I'm just like, how are you knowing to do this? How do you make this happen? How do you see that? And Ryan and I also went to a panel with Andy Wu doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you look at a page that's blank and like, and then I'm just going to make some pencils and now some inks and here's your art. I'm like, how do you do that? (laughs) How do you do that? Um, so we went to that. Uh, we went to uh, a couple. Chewie and I went to a writing panel with Marv Wolfman, which was super awesome, super yeah. helpful. Great. I sold him a router one time. Oh. <laughs> um, Alan, you went to a couple like making uh, comics on the iPad. Panels. So I went to a couple panels. Yeah, I went to a couple really cool panels. One was making comics on your iPad, uh, featuring the iPad Pro, and basically a lot of stuff I already knew and a little bit of stuff that I didn't. So that was really fun. And. Uh, the other one we did the following morning, uh, Jenna really wanted to go to. We didn't make it for the first one, but it was a bunch of psychology and comics. Mm-hmm. There is apparently a whole um, branch of psychology, like, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Counseling psychology, right? Uh, using comic books. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the yes, presenters, really interesting. a lot of presenters worked at uh, prisons, especially. And they were doing uh, rehabilitation therapy using comic books, and some of the pris- a lot of the prisoners were responding really well to that. So it was really That's interesting really cool. to hear them talk about that. Um, what was another one that we did? Oh, the one that I really liked was the Power Rangers panel we went yeah, to. Yeah, I went to that panel. It was awesome. Oh man, <laughs> that was such a good panel. Uh, I'm still really jazzed about that book. And from the way that they're talking about it, like if you're like me and you're a fan of the Power Rangers, uh, they're doing. Exactly what I they were talking about doing what exactly I hoped they were doing, which was they're not redoing the show. They're taking the characters and the namesakes from the show and then building a good cohesive story around it. Yeah, and we actually that's kind of transitioned into another panel we went to, uh, which was the uh, Boom Studios panel, yeah. where they talked about. Um, it was just one of the many Boom panels they have. But we went to one that had Kyle Higgins, who's writing, yeah. um, who's who's writing uh, Power Rangers as well. Um, but we also had Sam Humphreys on there. What was the name of the book? I, I'm, I'm Jonesy. Jonesy. Oh man, I want to read that book. Yeah. All, all the books that I saw on that panel were great. Uh, like Hope Larson's doing kind of like a detective style, oh, yeah, almost like a, yeah, almost like a Nancy Drew type thing. Takes mm-hmm. place in the '60s. Um, and I can't remember the gosh, I can't remember those guys' creative team, but they're doing. There's this other cool book we saw that I'm I'm gonna tap tap. Right. Joy Ride, Joy Ride, Joy Ride. Joy Ride that's what yeah. It, it sounds they were doing before fun. that uh, hacktivist mm-hmm. so or, they, or are doing it. Yeah, and then uh, of course Felipe Smith was there. You just, just dropped by. Decided to be like, yeah, I'm gonna hang out. He's like, yeah, I did a cover for uh, for Power Rangers, sure. <laughs> I was here. Sure, I'll do it. This is, this is cool. I love, I love um, Felipe. Felipe Smith is the cool comics uncle. 
He, he really is. is. And we, we walked around and kind of introduced ourselves to some people there. Uh, so if you were listening to, if you're one of the small press folks or one of the actual creators who we, t- the, the, the bigger, the bigger name creators like Joe Keone's and people who are like guests of the show and you happen to listen to our show. Thank you. And especially to our small press friends, because you guys are the best. You guys are just constantly, yeah, so constantly out there, getting yourself out there. You're, you're, li- you're, you're living the dream that Chewie and I hope to be one day. We, you are. We, we, along with meeting a lot of cool new people, ran into some familiar faces, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, we had, um, we ran into Katrina from Warhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we yeah. talked about that book, uh, Josh S. Henneman, Bigfoot, Sword of the Earthman, um, which is available digitally. I checked on Comixology today under Action Lab. Yeah. It is it's, there digitally. It's available digitally and it's being nice. released in, in the summer-ish, I believe, I believe is when it's going to be compiled mm-hmm. in a trade from, um, Action, Action Lab. Lab. Mm-hmm. Um, we also uh, met a lot of cool new people doing a lot of cool, interesting, and unique stuff in comics. Um, I mean, I talked to uh, some people from doing like web comics to kind of just adapting music to comic format to uh, using new technology in it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and also just greater representation and diversity. Um, and I have a list of names of people I will be contacting um, as, as well Perfect. as a result for that. Uh, but the big news of the big one that we all really enjoyed, Alan, unfortunately didn't get to attend, but so we'll be, we'll be kind of not spoiling it for him, but we were lucky, Chewy, Ryan, and myself were lucky enough on the very first night of WonderCon, they had a special uh, preview of the premiere of Preacher. Uh, oh, man. The and AMC we, and we show got into that thing by the skin of our teeth. Oh, we, man. But we, but we waited in line for more than an hour and just barely, barely made, made it, it in. in. But, it, but man... I don't want to. We're not going to spoil anything, but no spoilers. They're doing. They're they're doing it right. They're yeah. doing that. They're 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 doing the, sh- the the book justice. They they definitely are fans of it, and are adapting it well. I think. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's interesting because I I was thinking while we were watching because they showed us the pilot, mm-hmm. um, and we read on the show when we talked about uh, Preacher a while ago. We, mm-hmm. we did the first we did. whole trade of Preacher, and um, they like it's it's not exactly the comic no at all. And, and so what they did was, I, and I think that it's something that I, I've seen more and more graphic novel TV, like TV shows based on comics tend to be really, at least for early episodes, really slavishly devoted to the comic. And this one instead was like, well, let's take all the characters and let's give them all really satisfying introductions that show you like exactly who this person is. And also like, will make you, the viewer go, whoa. Yeah. And, and yeah. They, were, I feel like they really successfully did that, it was yeah. a and they did not panel, hold yeah. back on any of the blood or guts or, yeah. or, or also, fighting or gore. Or, well, the or, other thing I, I really enjoyed, they didn't hold back because I'd seen a lot of like trailers for it, and it just seemed like it was like, all right, this guy's a preacher and he's t- and he used to be tough. Like they didn't show a lot of the weirdness or the weird elements. Yeah, the more but there's no question elements. watching that first episode yes. exactly what's going on. Yes, yeah. and they they Which definitely invest like fully in it. Uh, that made me that made me smile real big because yeah. I'm like they're doing it right and it made very, me very happy, very satisfied. It's it's one of those we we finished reading we finished watching the the thing and then we listened to Q and A and I'm like, man, I gotta go read more preacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need it. Let's go find God and um, yell at him. So yeah, it's. <laughs> That's that's the plot of preacher. It's the plot of preacher, but um, it's gonna it's gonna be good. I have a really really good feeling about it. So when it does come out, everybody trust trust us, trust your four color comrades, uh, and tune in and enjoy it because yeah, it, it is it's rated R. Yes, it is definitely not Treat for kids. It as it's if an it AMC rated show. R. It's the same kind of level as as Walking Dead. Uh, yeah. maybe a little bit more on the on the humor side, a little bit dirtier, but yeah, yeah, uh, it's, but. 
Because Walking it's, Dead has no smiles. <laughs> no, it definitely has smiles, which I appreciated. Yes, it did. It uh, made me very laugh. Important. Very dark humor, but very good. Speaking of smile, yeah, uh, one other I thing. was there at WonderCon with my daughter, and we got to go to the uh, Raina Telgemeier panel. Yes. Uh, where it was her and Sharon Waters. Shannon Waters? I think it's Shannon. Uh, Shannon Waters, who's one of the creators of... Um, Lumberjanes, and she's one of the editors over at Boom, and so they had a, a pretty fun Q and A panel where they showed a lot of pictures of them as children and 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 things like that. My daughter asked a question at the panel, which she was very excited oh, about. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, and then uh, and then we got a couple of books signed. Uh, Did but, she get some awes from the crowd? Oh yeah, oh. but oh yeah, especially because she's you know she's still got that little kid voice, and the whole crowd was like, Ooh. "What did she ask?" Oh, she asked about. An event that happens at the end of Sisters, the, the sequel book to Smile, mm-hmm. about whether or not there was actually a snake in their van. <laughs> Turns out there was, and she told an extra story that's not in the book. <laughs> that's a good uh, question, then. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was cool. And then we met her and got some books signed, and she was super friendly. And I told her that we, you know, a bunch of bunch of dudes had <laughs> had read had read Smile, and that we all thought it was fantastic. And she was like, "Oh." I'm glad to hear that. And I'm like, and it is fantastic. And she was, <laughs> and she was, you know, she didn't just go, well, yeah, obviously I know it is, but Hey man, but, uh, Bra- and she also didn't think metal. we were weird and creepy for being grown men reading a book yeah. <laughs> about, but, about, uh, but yeah, Randy, Randy Meyer is super cool. I told her that I'm just going to have to buy all her books now, which I was a big fan of Smile. Of doing. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I really did enjoy it. Um, but I, yeah, I have one last thing. WonderCon slash plug, plug related here. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, a while back at FatCon, uh, we actually talked to a, a creative team, Dave Baker and Nicole, I believe it's pronounced Go, mm-hmm. G-O-U-X. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did, uh, they've done a few books, uh, one called Suicide Forest, one called, uh, I'm going to censor it, uh, the letter F and then the word off and then <laughs> F- squad. F off squad. <laughs> F off squad. Which I did buy a copy uh, we'll, of. We'll call it, yeah, we'll call it F off squad. Yeah. Rhymes with duck. Um, so fire truck. They um, so Ooh. they're they're doing that, and um, we talked about setting something up and stuff. But I ran into them as well, and um, he, they've they got a Kickstarter going. Actually, it's going for another couple weeks for a new book. Nice. Um, it's called Teenage Switchblade. Oh, uh, great title. A- the art in it looks already fantastic. A f off story. Uh, a- a- f off squad story. So it kind of goes and branches from that initial book in that like world um teenage switchblade is a comic about an indie band uh on the brink of falling apart and there's also some star trek jokes um so that's kind of the kickstarter thing i'll I'll tweet out the link but uh again i just think like that's kind of a cool thing and i'll uh i'll throw that out there as well yeah and speaking of kickstarters uh retrofit comics who um is a indie publishing comic company we've read some stuff from them i can't think of what uh, but I'm I'm a big fan and, and their Kickstarter's going for the through the end of this week and you can they're basically kickstarting their year of comics and so for you know just a few bucks you can get the next two releases digitally or you can get print release releases or combinations of print and digital it's kind of neat nice. I did I spent thirteen bucks for the first six months of comics I think or thirteen bucks for the first four months of comics that's okay. cool sweet yeah you guys should check these things out. That's awesome, dude. We have excellent taste. No, I'm just kidding. Um, excellent we do, though. choice. Um, speaking of speaking of choices, let's. Chewie and I want to give a when I have and Ryan too because uh, Alan unfortunately I have to sit out of this, this talk, but because it's about a show that you don't really care about. All right. It involves zombies. Uh, so All them zombies. The Walking All Dead right. ended. Uh, a show, just a a few show that ago. I increasingly tolerate. 
and the show a show that I like and uh, we we won't talk about the ending of the show we're not going to spoil it for we're not going to spoil it for it but I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point that there is a very major villain that made his debut in the show and I mean that's what yeah. I'd like to talk about is the depiction of that character and you know how it relates to the comic books in in, in that sense and as far as this, the ending we're not going to spoil anything for people who haven't watched it yet but let's just talk about the depiction of the character in general so what did you guys think of Negan what did you Chewie and I have read the comics. Ryan yeah. is not. So Ryan, and at least not that far. I mean, I hated him, and I feel like I'm supposed to, so it worked. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, um, Chewie, I feel like you have more the most to say on this. Oh, man. Because he's I, like probably one of your favorite villains I, I think, of all time. Lo- God, I, I love him. I hate him. I love to hate him. You know, uh, And I hate that I sometimes love him. And Chewie, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I re- you refused to have me tell you who was playing yeah. him, and you're like... Who is that? Because I the remember comedian. a few weeks ago we were talking about it. I'm like, oh, Jeffrey E. Morgan's going to be Thomas Wayne in Batman v Superman. Yeah. You're like, who's that? I'm like, well, I guess it's not going to be a big deal when he's on Walking Dead then. Yeah. But once I told you he, play, he played the comedian in The Watchmen, you're like, oh, yeah. I see why they picked this yeah. guy. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I like the choice they made with the casting. I think his choice and how he portrays it is, well... Well done, um, they, but like I said, my only real criticism of it is that, uh, it, at least in the comic book, that character is physically more imposing, mm-hmm. physically larger, mm-hmm. um, than than you know he is in real life. But other than that, I mean, he's got they they adapted him very well for television, uh, especially because the way he's written in the book. Um, you can't really put him on stand. You, yeah, you can't let you can't let him say those those words on. He AMC. drops a lot of f bombs in the book. A lot like, of f bombs. A lot. Like every other word is yeah. the f bomb. <laughs> um, so they they did a really good adaptation of how you get that feel and that attitude from him without necessarily getting the exact lines. Um, but they did keep a couple of my favorite lines in there. I'm not going to say which ones they are. Rumor has it they shot a Blu-ray version of that scene. Also. Yes. Yeah. Oh. They did. Oh. Um, yeah. So I was I was very happy with uh, the look and the choice of that um, of that character. Definitely. Yeah. I, I what really struck me as far as the overall look of him is that he's very clean. Like very like. Everybody else's clothes in that entire show, including all of the saviors, are just dirty. Like look like they wore them for like a week, three weeks. But he is like very well put together. He looks all his clothes look sparklingly clean. Like yeah, he does have some facial scruff, which I think you know. I, I it doesn't have that in the comics, and his hair's a little different. But like I'm not gonna nitpick that because I think it works for the character. Um, Lucille looked like everything I wanted it to look like yeah. and more. And uh, the f- I'm just excited for the point because I know they have released a Michonne sword official replica. I'm hoping they do a Lucille one so that we have a really good Christmas gift for somebody yeah. in this room. Hopefully, it's not really sharp because I don't want that. But um, yeah, I think I told looked over at Chewy afterwards and I go, "So you uh, pick out your Halloween costume this year? <laughs> yeah. Already? I'm I'm about to lose some weight." <laughs> just you wait, <laughs> or just get Watch. a leather jacket to fit. Um, um, but needless to say, at least as far as the characterization, uh, I, I really I thought it was I thought it was spot on. Spo- spoiler free, like how it wraps up. I'm just gonna say like very very broad strokes here. Some people hated the way that the episode ended. Some people loved it. Uh, I fall on the I love the way that it ended. I I, I think I think the way that the episode ended is is. Better is smart and allows a little bit as a uh, coming from a writer standpoint allows a little bit of of a more freedom on their end to, yeah, to moving forward. We'll put it that way. 
Depending uh, on fan reaction. Depending on fan reaction, yes. Yeah. Um, so, guys, there's a big white elephant, or big elephant in the room. I would say white yeah. elephant, because well, this was like a gift. A gift <laughs> I wanted to receive, but oh boy. Are you, are you talking about Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, or yes. Bavuzdajin? <laughs> <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Remember how my neck was hurting all day? Uh, you so broke, you you broke Chewy. Um, the yes, so two of us have seen it and two of us have not. Hey, that's me. Uh, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> so Chewy I'm back, and, you guys. I stepped Chewy out. Chewy and I went to go see it on on back, opening Alan. day. Yeah, we went at we, like old people seven seven p.m. Yeah, because we had. That to sounds get up like a early legit to to time to see a movie. I don't know what you're talking we about. We did. We did. Instead of midnight. Um. So yeah. I I I've had some time to think about it. Um, Again, this is, this is spoiler gonna, free right spoiler, now. Spoiler free because I know that a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in life. I think most people who probably wanted to see it have seen it already. But spoiler Based free. Based on box office returns, nobody's seeing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Uh, based on my personal opinion, I um, I don't think it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, but it did not live up to my expectations it was not something that i really enjoyed the first time watching i do want to watch it again to give another shot or just now that i know what i'm expecting maybe i'll enjoy it from a different perspective uh i feel like i feel like what it is is i feel like there's kind of a split the more i've looked into it the more i've I've heard fan reaction there's people who really love dc comics who hate it yeah I kind of tend to fall more on that camp. Maybe I don't hate it because I think you're on some, you're on that side of the there spectrum. There were some though. good things in the movie. I really, th- I actually thought Ben Affleck was great. I thought I think that's the thing that I heard the most. That's about the it being one good. thing I will say. Like Ben Affleck, it, 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 like his Jeremy per- Irons is awesome. and Jeremy Irons, like that relationship, that dynamic, it's great. Um, on the other half, the other half people are people who like action movies where people punch each other and there's explosions and they don't know anything about comics and probably don't care. Tend yeah, but to they love. Know it. Batman and Superman, they're wearing the shirt. They know they know that they're superheroes <laughs> and that they like them, but they don't know anything else other than as far as... The, it's not like they're like, you know, I'm really excited this is based off The Dark Knight Returns. Like, they're not that crowd. Like, I'll give you an example. My girlfriend's um, sister, her husband, they went and saw it. He loved it. And he's the kind of guy who would... He's like the kind of guy who doesn't really care about comics, but he likes action movies and likes yeah. explosions. He's like, I loved it because it was them beating the heck out of each other. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fine, fair enough. But from the comic book perspective... I think I just even removing from the comic book perspective, I think the, the the movie in general has a lot of issues with structure and overall story. I think that's like like you guys and like I say at the beginning of every episode, if your story is good, I will be down. Even if the costume of Batman isn't that great, which in this case actually the costume is probably better than the story, um, I'd be with it. But the story just for me did not. It didn't add up. It didn't flow well it felt like i think chewie and i said it felt like a collection of scenes that they kind of strung together and they're like here's this movie i feel like if they had more time or had split this up into multiple movies or not tried to do so many things probably would have been better but that's my initial assessment i mean go see it for yourself if you want if you want to i'm not going to tell people don't go see it because you might go when you might love it and it might be your thing but i still think at this point marvel's still kind of winning the movie race at this point i don't know chewie what did you think um, so for me, it actually met all my expectations. I, it did not, uh, like it did not under deliver what I was expecting. It was exactly what I expected it to be. And that was basically, um, 
more of the like, hey, just an action movie, like for people that just want to go, you know, pay their money to go get some popcorn, watch this action movie and just be entertained. Mm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, no, um, no, not at all. Not at all. Did it meet my hope, my desires, uh, you know, and stuff like that? No, no, it fell short of that. So I was disappointed by it, but I was not... Um, what what's the word I'm looking for? Like I wasn't I wasn't unfulfilled by it. I was I got what I was expecting out of it. Yeah. Um. So looking at it from from that point, I can't say like oh it was horrible. I think because I went into yeah. it with an accurate approximation of what it was going to be. I think I tried for, but was unable to. <laughs> based on based on the uh, potential that it had based on the potential that it had from the comic book standpoint of it and all that stuff, they, they had a lot more potential they could have built upon. I think they chose to build upon the wrong parts of that. Um, and parts that had a lot of potential, they're just like, Oh, we kind of laid down some foundation there and that's all we need right now. Um, with that said, I, I would say, and, and yeah, like you said, it just felt at times like a collection of scenes. There are very good scenes, very good sequences in the movie. Like there's as some well. cool stuff in there, especially if you're a comic book fan. There's good little like Easter eggs and nods and stuff, but like yeah. there, there was that doesn't contribute to the story, you know? There was good stuff in there, and I think they just, uh, it, like, yeah, it felt like we got, you know, two different movies kind of stitched together mm-hmm. um and then like you know maybe the roots of another movie that they're like oh this is going to kind of intertwine them um i think if you want to go into this and you want to enjoy the movie you want to feel like okay cool i'm satisfied with it if you go into it just expecting more of just like an action movie starring comic book characters that would be one way to do that the other thing too is i think as comic book fans, having read these books, these stories, these characters for so long, we're, we're like, oh, this is a hint at this. So I know that we're going to end up at point B over here. Don't, so I'm going gonna, gonna to start connecting the dots and stuff like that. I, yeah. I think what you should do is take everything at face value. And if they show you something up front, like, oh, here's the first puzzle piece. Don't necessarily expect that to pay off in this movie. I think that's just stuff that they're doing where what Marvel does, Marvel does is they kind of give you the, you know, the story and stuff like that. And then towards the end, they like pepper something that leads directly into that, or that was a reference to something earlier. Um, This is doing the opposite where they're just like, Oh, here's a few random puzzle pieces. And I think what they're trying to do is they're just trying to, you know, get people excited for the next, well, however many films, um, Mm -hmm. My recommendation is if you go into it with the right attitude, you'll enjoy it. I would recommend seeing it in theaters. Okay. I would recommend doing that because there's a lot of visual spectacle. That is, that is for because sure. of the visual spectacle. It is. I think it deserves, if you're in, if you're interested in watching the movie, um, watching it once, you know, at, in, on a larger screen. And the second thing too, is give it money. And the reason why is because the money that we give it now hopefully allows them to put into what it can be. Now, it's still, now remember now, it is a bet. It, <laughs> you are a making bet. a gamble. Yeah, he <laughs> may come out under on that. But can it's, you imagine if we didn't give Iron Man any money or we didn't give the, the it, you know those movies any totally money? It's totally a bet, but it's also a bet of $15. Yeah. It's not a bet. And, and here's the thing. At the very end, are you going to come out of there being like, oh, man, that explosion was crazy? Like yeah, you're you're gonna there's see. A lot of st- there's stuff from this movie I really liked. I also 
Wonder Woman. Really liked Wonder Woman mm-hmm. in here. I, I liked a lot of pieces of it. I just didn't yeah. like the whole. I, I just think, you know, let's... we. There's been a lot of time for Marvel to build yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And was it immediately from the get-go, like, oh, man, Iron Man, and everything now has to be pure gold, you know, because yeah. Iron Man even wasn't pure gold, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> well, I, we could argue this for a while, but... I, 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 think I would say I it wasn't pure gold. Yeah. There's, there's moments uh, where Winter Soldier is closer to pure gold, and so is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's the foundation for that, I, absolutely. What it turned into, you know, but it's very solid. We, we could have good. debates on this, but move forward. I understand what you're getting at. Move forward. <laughs> well, anyway, so that wasn't pure, like 100% gold, but we invested in it, and then we got something after that, Incredible Hulk, which was more underwhelming yeah. than Iron Man was, but we gave it money, and then we start to kind of see the the return on our investment. So I'm mm-hmm. just saying, if you're interested in seeing the movie at all, change your perception of it, like what you expect going into it, give it a little bit of money, and let's see what the next couple movies do. At the very least, if you're a fan of DC Comics, listen, you get to see some characters appear on the screen that you have not seen yeah. either A, on the screen before, or B, together on the screen before. And for better or for worse, yeah. it is there. So check it out. I, I, I mean, if you want to, check it out. If, if you're not really feeling it, you know, if you want more information on spoilers or what we thought about certain things, tweet at us. We can respond individually or as a show or whatever you want. We'll respond to you. Direct message us. We leave that open, that channel open. Or email us. Um, and maybe after some time has passed, we can spoil. do a spoilery review. We'll see. Um, so, guys, uh, anything else we should talk about tonight before we head out? Are we all Are we all tuckered out? We ready to... to, to... I think we had a lot of good conversations. I think so too. I think we had a lot of conversation. Now that that's done, and we never have to speak of it again. Yeah, <laughs> let's move forward. Um, okay, well that's gonna wrap us up for this issue of Four Color Commentary. But before we go, uh, we want to give you guys a preview of the books we're going to be reading next time, so you can read along with us. So uh, next time we're going to be reading uh, for First Prince. Get ready, guys. He's coming back. It's been twenty. 20 episodes since we've talked about it. Has it been 20? That was 10. Or 10 episodes. 10 episodes. 20 weeks. 20 weeks. 10 episodes. Uh, We have not talked about this uh, this character. We're going to be reading volume five of uh, the Scott Pilgrim series called Scott Pilgrim versus the Universe. So we're almost done. I can see the finish line of the Scott Pilgrim series. We're We're, so close. We're so close, but we've been peppering them along every so often so we don't get, get them all out in one run. But. We've got number five coming up next time for First Prince. So that is uh, Scott Pilgrim, Volume 5, otherwise known as Scott Pilgrim versus the Universe. Yeah. So for Here's My Issue, what are you guys, what are you guys bringing? Alan, what, what are you bringing next time? Ian. What? Do you know what time it is? Uh, it looks like it's about nice. uh, Is it? Well, PM? it was just webcomic time, Alan. So what does that make it? Comic book time? All right. Well, you, guys, you started this, and now you don't want to oh, play along. Oh, I know what it is. It's manga time. What time is it? It's manga time. What time is it? It's manga time. Okay, it's three. All right, so <laughs> I'm bringing a I'm bringing a book that's a little interesting. It's not uh, once again not so much punching, although there is killing involved or attempted killing. Um, this one is called Assassination Classroom. Uh, it is written by Yus- uh, Yusei Matsui. Um, it's relatively new. Um, it is about an alien who comes to teach a lower-end class in Japan um, because he intends to destroy the Earth at the end of the semester. Nice. Okay. Don't have to worry about your grade, then. <laughs> That's true. Chewy, Wait till you, you read it. Chewy, what are you bringing next time? I'm bringing an image number one, surprise, surprise, called Starve number one. Um, it is a story by Brian Wood and art by Daniel Zesky. Zestly and uh, art also by Dave Stewart. 
Um, here's the little pitch here. Once the world's most famous uh, chef, Gavin Kruschenks, uh, been in a self-imposed exile for years. His little foodie television program has since evolved into Starve, an arena sport that pits chefs against chef or chef against chef for the pleasure of their super rich patrons. That sounds awesome. Sweet. That's awesome. Um, so maybe we'll find out. We'll find out. I, That's I'm, the I'm, mystery. I'm going to announce this time now. I'm, I usually am the guy who brings a Marvel book and then a DC book and back and forth we go. But to be honest with you, I'm running out of kind of Marvel and DC book before digging into the stuff we could probably use for first print. So oh, I'm going to start oh. adding a rotation in here, which is going to be a Marvel book, um, an image slash independent book, uh, a DC book, and then some sort of licensed property book. So something that is like a Star Wars or a Ghostbusters or something like that. Um, or Ninja Turtle stuff like that. So um, this time now though is Image slash Indie, but I'm not sure which two, one of these two to bring because I thought of another book in the middle of the show, but I wasn't sure which one to bring. So I'm gonna let you guys vote. Yes. Would okay. you like to be? Would voting. you like to? And I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this way. Would you like Demodicy. to vote or die? Would you like to see a book that is more indicative of Ryan and I's friendship or is more indicative of Chewy and I's friendship? I'm glad that I'm interested in this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, your your vote should be the deciding. You're the deciding one. vote. I I, yeah. I usually have Ryan book, so I'm gonna go with Ryan. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, you and Ryan. I know what our friendship is like. Okay, all right. Well, so. it doesn't matter what I choose. Okay, then. Uh, so, the book I'm gonna bring is actually one that's been a long time coming. I've had this kind of on the back burner. I still have not brought it, and I'm going to. Alan, you're going to be very disappointed at your choice. Bummer. I'm going to bring a book called Nowhere Men. Uh, it is a comic book series written by Eric Stevenson. <laughs> uh, and it is, uh, it is. This is the, the tagline for it. A series centers on a fictional world where a group of four scientists, long since gone their own ways, have had huge cultural influences in a way similar to that of the Beatles. <laughs> it's pretty good, Alan. It's where that cool T-shirt that I have in my closet that says "Science is the new rock and roll" all right, comes from. So, right, uh, yeah, check it. It's it's the series that's been around for a little while, but they haven't had a follow up yet, which is a lot of people are sad about. But yeah, we'll check out the first issue of it. Next Maybe time. it'll be good. I'll be optimistic. All right, first issue of Nowhere Man. Here's the question. Yes, the, the the other book that you mentioned, yeah, the, the you and me book, is that a book that you could still bring out another time? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, I will be bringing a book called Task Force Rad Squad Number One. That sounds awesome. That sounds, sounds rad. It's written by Caleb Goelner with art by Buster Moody. Uh, it's kind of nuts. That's a yeah. sweet and name. Pretty ridiculous. So uh, I'm Buster about Moody. That. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> All right, well, guys, thank you so much for listening to Four Color Commentary. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening to us, and we want to invite you back next time to uh, listen with us again to the only podcast that. Even though I have some strong feelings and maybe Chewie does too about Batman Superman or try to remain as neutral as possible. So the only podcast that doesn't take a firm, hard, hatred or love stance on Batman v Superman. Switzerland. <laughs> the um, actually, I'm Alan. <laughs> don't you mean I'm Chewie? Hey, did you guys know I'm Ian? I don't know if you were aware of this, but I'm right. <laughs> State events, everybody. Bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.